Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Proud members of the Podbelly Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Maybe. Uh, we. We're a horror movie comedy cod, cod. We're a cod past. We're a horror, horror movie, movie comedy, comedy podcast. Podcast. We are going to tell you the entirety of a movie and spoil the fuck out of it. If you haven't seen this one yet, though, it's a thousand years old, so you should have fucking seen it by now. And it's your own goddamn fault. And Ketrin's going to try to stay alive. I, and this voice that you're hearing right <clears throat> now is Ketrin. And the voice, voice that is, is choking Kim. is Kim. I know. I, guys, I just choked on a power bar, like, real, real hard. <laughs> My throat like, has got a little tickle in it right now. So like she, excited guys, to talk for the next two hours straight. Yeah, she <clears throat> choked really hard. I'm talking, like, do I need to, A, teach her how to give herself the Heimlich, or B, call an ambulance? Uh, also, a little thing that happened prior to your earballs uh, getting this. Kim and I talked for about an hour. Uh, and then all of a sudden the recording just said, you know what? I'm not feeling it today. So, uh, we're just going to give you, yeah, we've already done this, that we're living in the past right now. So we're just going to give you uh, a few of the highlights from our past conversation because they were, but Ketra didn't hear like any of the movie. I was just getting into the movie. We didn't talk for a full, it was like 40 minutes, but, um, um, so she still doesn't know anything. I know nothing about yeah. anything. I know ever. that. Uh, yeah, that's the, I know. I don't know anything, but the couple th- here, are the, here are the cliffs notes of what we talked about prior to getting into the movie. Uh, everything is a black abyss that we're all trying to navigate. And so Kim and I shared with you a couple ways that we've been navigating our respective black abysses. We're all living in a constant state of PMS. Yep. Oh, yes. Men, that's right. you don't know what that feels like. Now you do. Yep. What am I feeling? Const- what are these feelings? What do I? Why do I want to kill someone? Yep. What is the world? Why does everything seem hopeless? Why am I crying? Yeah. Why do I want to eat everything? Oh, why do I want all the chocolate? Yep. Why are you feeling this like strange 
just bloated floating sensation. <laughs> that's that's from all of the water you're not drinking and all of the water you're retaining. That's what's happening. And all uh, of the white claw and whiskey that you are drinking. Yeah. Hey, uh, Gina holes out. Uh, oh yeah. Oh my God. We didn't do that. We the didn't first do this one. last time. That's why the recording stopped. This is going to be better. This yeah. is going to be better. John holds out. Tits up. Wow. I'm glad we figured that out. That is 100% why the recording stopped. We're already we back not. on track. We didn't have any Gina holes out and our tips were down to the ground. We're not up. Not um, up. Okay, real quick. Kim is still choking. While she's still choking. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. There's going to be a lot of maybe that in the background. <laughs> no, I'm actually, like, it sounded like that was a bad one. And I'm actually, like, I'm glad I was, like, on the screen with you. <laughs> that happened. So I, I know. Could. I mean, technically, it was your fault that I started choking. But, yeah. Oh, right. What? What I did. She what did gave I me do? a crotch shot with her. I don't know. She was like moving like the, the oh. microphone around. Yeah. And like I look up and all I see is like her vagina. That's and right. I was like, What's it happening? Was, it was a, it was just a full, full crotchular birth canal shot that I accidentally gave Kim. So my apologies. My apologies. Yeah. Oh, my God. What if I had had to explain that to the police? Why did she start <laughs> choking? Well, she got an accidental crotch shot. So I guess what I'm saying is I killed her. <laughs> you would never forgive yourself. No. But you do know that, like, I would definitely share that story at your funeral. Like, we know that, right? Oh, I mean, you should. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know Someone I might kill you. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so Some of my people, my family might be like, what, bitch? Bitch, I'm the queen of your people. Okay, so yeah, you're the queen of my people, but I guess my, my but my family is willing to yeah. shoot some people for me. For I sure. I hear you, I hear you, but I roll pretty deep as the queen of of the kim of the kingdom. <laughs> oh, wow. Never happened before. Holy shit. I am the queen of the kingdom. This one's better. You know what, you guys? This one's better. It doesn't yep. even matter what happened before. It doesn't even matter what happened before. This one before. is a gem. This really. Catherine, you are the queen of my kingdom. I know I am. Fucking wear my crown with pride, bitch. Uh, there is one, one thing from the previous time we tried to record that I must share it oh, has yes. to be shared. Uh, it course. has to be out there. I uh, know what it is. I love Kim so much. And I also <laughs> love Doth the Doth, who she turned me on to on Twitter. And she doesn't even fucking like Twitter. I hate Twitter. He's <sighs> one of the only people I follow. But Doth shared something with the world that I'm now going to share with you. Actually, Kim, you take it away. Okay. Should I read the full thing? Please. So it's, we get the full the full announcement. What? Yes. Words. Words <laughs> are good. Doth the goth. I love him. Doth the doth. The world is a vast hellscape right now. But remember, the Mandarin word for penguin literally translates to business goose. Business goose. Business goose. 
<laughs> I love it so much. Fucking business goose. Okay. So I can now say personally that now knowing that toadstools are stools for toads and <laughs> penguins are business penguins geese. Penguins are business geese. I don't need anything else. Like I know. I'm I think done. life's okay. Yeah. Like, I'm done. Yeah. I could I'm die. Like. Yeah, like if I die, I mean, maybe on my I need I need my own toadstool situation. I think we're the same in our business geese, but you haven't I just found need your to toadstool my, yet. My toadstool, and I'll be good too. Wow, it'll happen. Life is good. It'll happen you know for what, you guys. Life is pretty great. Yeah, it's uh, wow. I'm actually I'm so grateful that our recording shit the bed because we, <laughs> this was meant to be. Uh. <laughs> Anyway, I hope everyone is doing okay. It's been tough. And that was another thing that Kim and I talked about. It's been really fucking tough. Don't feel bad if it's been tough for you. Because this is a fuck. We are in a global pandemic. Uh, What the literal fuck? Basically, I just want to... We've had different days. We Oh, that's what we talked about. Or we've been on oh, a yeah. different schedule of of sadness staring into the abyss. Um, like a couple days ago, I texted Ketra and I was like, I just feel really sad and I feel really, really alone. Um, and she helped me feel better, but you know, um, <clears throat> I am personally quarantined like by myself. So, um, obviously we all have our different situations, but regardless of what's going on, I just wanted to say to reach out to your people. Like, I hope that you have like at least one person that you feel comfortable, like reaching out to. Um, if you don't, there's definitely <clears throat> hotlines and things you can call and online therapists and things. And if you need to fucking reach out to us on social media, like yeah. we're no one doctors us- or anything, but like <laughs> we are, we are we, we no are podcasters scientists <laughs> doctors but we are here to listen for sure um and i was saying that like sometimes it's helpful just to get it out of your brain because like for me personally like i understand um like it just starts to be like like i'm alone so it's just like and like yeah. grows and grows and Ketrin had a beautiful bread analogy it grows I like did. the yeast I did have and a bread analogy. <laughs> I think everyone's probably grateful that they're not going to hear that. Yeah, um, you know what? I'm grateful. I'm not going to hear it as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I understand some thoughts and suicid- suicidal thoughts and all different thoughts. Um, but please reach out. Don't don't think you are not alone. We are all in this together. We are all feeling lots of feelings. Just please, please, please reach out to anyone um, that you can. And um then we have some actually, other happy things. Yeah. Oh, no. Go ahead. Th- this is actually one thing that's been bringing me some solace. So I, I will share this. Uh, you know, other times in my life when I've been really depressed, staring into the abyss, whether it be circumstantial or mental health or whatever, uh, one of the things that is so hard is feeling so alone. Mm-hmm. And there are Same. people that are quite literally alone. I, I get that. You know, like I, I get that we're there is no metaphorical alone right now. There are people that are literally alone um, and that's really difficult. But one of the things that has been a silver lining for me is understanding that there is not a world outside of your window 
happening without you. Every single person is on the planet is in the same situation as you. So you are not missing anything. When the world starts up, we'll all be starting back up together. And that has been a huge sense of peace for me. So if I hope it provides you some peace as well. I, I don't know if it will. We all find, uh, you know, we all find solace in different things, but I just wanted to share that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So here we are again. <laughs> I uh, feel like there was other things that I was like, great. I want to add, but I don't, I don't even know. Talk about, no, no, um, no. Talk about your horror movie. Your five minute yeah. horror movie. Oh, uh, we talked about just, you know, I feel like every week we come on and we're just like, what happened? What is time? Da, 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 da. So we actually not even telling each other to do this, but we break, had different things from the week that Ketra wrote down things that made her happy. Like, like business geese. Like business and geese. I was just like, Oh, I, here are things that I did. And then it made me feel better because I was like, Oh, maybe just having a little check-in and this might be helpful to people too. Just having a little check-in to be like, Oh, what have I actually done from this time period to this time period? Because you might be like, I did a fuck ton more, you know, but I like, cause like 10% of what I'm doing is these things, but then 90% is like sitting in my fucking apartment the whole time. Yeah. So it feels like yeah. all I do is sit in my apartment, but I actually did a ton of things. We had our Tucker and Dale watch party. Oh, I think the people deserve to hear what you felt about a Ketrin. Okay, I will tell you. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who Paul Shear is, but he has a podcast called Unspooled where they talk about and review the greatest examples of film of our time. <laughs> and I personally Instagrammed and twitted him and said, I think you have been remiss in not covering Tucker and Dale versus evil because it is a it's a cinematic, fucking masterpiece it is a cinematic masterpiece and it's tackling of toxic masculinity without alienating any population is a tour de force it's wonderful it's fucking it's wonderful. beautiful i love it so much and i want to marry it the whole film yep i think you should I'll okay. be your officiant. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. I know. You're I... <laughs> Eric and will then... be my flower girl. <clears throat> oh, sweet. He would be such a good flower girl. <laughs> I don't know how Eric <laughs> would feel about that. Um, <laughs> and then Kat and I were both interviewed on a podcast, which we'll share. But we were sh interviewed separately, which was fun and different. Normally, we're mm -hmm. interviewed together, and it's about this podcast and horror movies and stuff. And this was about, it's about creatives and like your artistic journey. Um, so that was really cool to like be able to talk about our own personal journeys. So we'll share that um, when they're out. Yeah. And it was and cool. Cause even though Kim is a huge part of my artistic journey and I, I would, I think I'm probably part of Kim's like we did start in different places and we definitely do have different experiences and journeys. So it was cool to that's true. sort of, like dive back into that I guess yeah yeah I really liked it um and then I filmed a movie it was so it was a awesome. horror movie 
little five my, minute people are making shit in quarantine you guys people are making shit in quarantine um yeah i'll put it in the show notes it's called screen it's a quarantine horror short film it's like uh um we shot it all on zoom like it was literally we were in different you know we were quarantined for real so um it's by my amazing super talented friend tracy kleeman um who i randomly met as roommates through craigslist she literally lived in new york and was moving to la and was like subleasing for like a couple months and so i like like we never even met in person i like skyped her the fucking apartment and um she moved in and then she ended up staying like she was only supposed to be there three months. And then we were like, do we love each other? Are we best friends? I think we are. And, and I was very jealous. I had a lot of feelings <laughs> to work through, but ultimately I grew to love Tracy as well. Yeah, she's the best. Um, and so we became really good friends and she's a super talented filmmaker. She has her YouTube page has some other really great horror films on there, too. Um, she's worked with James Wan um, for a long time. And that's actually like the reason she moved out of our apartments because she like had to go to Australia for eight months to work on Aquaman with him so um she's super talented the movie was super fun it was so much fun to act right now um and do something creative um it's a really fun idea and a little bit of a statement on people (laughs) millennials in uh, yep and people with certain feelings about the coronavirus. And if you have feelings on that, will you act that same way about other things in life? And then will you stay alive? Uh, ree, yeah. ree, ree, ree. But you guys should definitely check it out. It was It's just to see people being so innovative and creative at a time when we're all just uh, feeling depleted is super inspiring and invigorating and... Uh, I was very appreciative of Tracy embarking upon this project. So I hope she hears this. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Tracy. I love you. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, Do you want to tell me this movie again? I guess. I mean, we didn't even get to the movie. So. And here's the thing. Anything else you want to share? I don't remember what I said for Dead or Alive. So I know I'm nervous about this i i'm coming in fresh baby like you're gonna like you're gonna nail it or something this time i don't know okay (laughs) this movie is slumber party massacre woohoo and i i said this before i didn't remember that we had a patreon pick so thank you patrons oh yes this was voted on by our patrons um check out our patreon we have lots of cool shit over there and you can vote on what movies we do. So this was made in 1982. Okay. That's the beginnings of the 80s. So basically the 70s still. I feel like it's still this. It's definitely esque before our time. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Dead or alive. Okay. John Minor. Uh, alive. Jeff. I asked this the last time, but I feel like I, is it J-E-F-F? Jeff. Yes. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I'm. It sounds like something different, so I keep questioning myself. Uh, dead. Did you say dead? 
Yes. Okay. Neil. Dead. Little sister. Alive. Diane. Dead. Jackie. Dead. Kim. Alive. Russ Thorne. Dead. Valerie. Trish. Alive. Coach. Alive. Mr. C. Alive. No, dead, 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 dead. How did I do? I don't, you know what? I don't know. That's, we're going to have to discuss which I, I might use the old score. Uh, no! The original score. Rude! You said these names already. It's not fair. Uh, mm, but I didn't know anything about them. But still. <laughs> are you... Wait a minute. Are you saying that the dead or alive requires some sort of skill? No. I'm no? saying when you guessed without knowing anything, you guessed a certain thing. And then when you knew a couple of the names, you guessed a different thing. Did I guess a lot of them differently? No, only I... like four or five did you get differently, oh, I guess. Oh, that's a lot. I, that surprises me. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. We start out with a palm tree and a house. It's daytime. There's creepy organ music playing. The, there's a newspaper boy on a bike. A paper boy, if you will. And it looks like a suburban neighborhood, but it looks L.A.-ish. Okay, because With the palm, palm trees. trees and shit yeah. everywhere. The newspaper we see on the ground, the headline is, Mass Murderer of Five, Russ Thorne Escapes. Dun-dun-dun! Okay. That's not good! Now there's a girl asleep in her bed. She's 35 years old. Uh-huh. But sure. she's wearing a baby doll nightgown and has flower bed material. And I'm like, she looks like she's meant to look like a teenager, but she looks much older to me. Uh, Interesting. Okay. Are we going to talk? Are we going like, is this like a situation where she's supposed to be 35 or she is supposed to be a teenager and she's poorly a teenager. cast. Okay. She's a All teenager. Right. Then we hear a scream. It's coming from the radio. A girl has just won a prize. Oh, congratulations. So our baby doll girl changes the channel. She gets up out of bed, grabs a dress from the closet and she takes off her night tea and we see boobs okay and and i'm assuming that the boobs that we saw have something very integral to the plot that we'll learn later uh spoiler alert they do not just this boobs. was just a two minute in we're at the two minute one second mark of the movie 
and, and we, we're just seeing boobs for no goddamn reason. No reason. Okay, so the boob the boob reveal does not come back to uh sort of reveal anything about the character or the plot. We just needed to sprinkle just some boobs that about. She likes to not put on bras. Okay. Great. Great. So par Maybe. for the course for the eighties. Great. Right. Right, right, right. And then she, you know, everyone gets changed. I get it. We all get changed and my boobs are out when I'm changing. I hear you. Do I need that to be the one part that I see in the movie? Yeah, because here's the thing. Probably not. When I see a character wearing different clothes than they were wearing before, I can do the math that they changed. I don't need to see the change happening. I'm not going to assume that they magically manifested new clothes onto their body. I can do the math that they're mortal and require a changing of clothes. But, you know, it's a horror movie. How do we know she's mortal? I guess this is the the plot point to let us know she's a mortal human being. She must take her nightie off like the rest of us. Got it. You know what? Withdrawn. You're right. And put her boobs in the camera. Like the rest of us. Right. Exactly. So she puts on her dress. Now she has this um, paper bag and she starts putting different things from her room, like stuffed animals and like trinkets and different things and like a Barbie doll, like into this bag. And now her mom calls for her. Her name is, this is Trish. Okay. So the girl is Trish or the mom is Trish? The girl is Trish. Okay. Because her mom called Trish. Got it. So now it's the radio is talking about how it's Friday morning. She leaves her room and we hear the rest of the thing on the radio say the police are still searching for Russ Thorne, who killed five people in Venice, California in 1969. Oh, dear. So now we go outside. The parents are packing up their car. They're talking about a plane ticket. So clearly they're going out of town. The parents and the daughter are all the same age actors. Interesting. They're all 30 to 45. Literally. In the 30 to 45 age group. I don't know if because of the way people did their hair and the way they dress that to me everyone looks older. But goddamn do these humans look the same age next to each other. Except she has like younger old timey clothes on and they have older old people old timey clothes on. And it looks like, like, you know, they have more makeup done or something because i do want to know like do we just see the hairstyles of our parents yearbook and we go this is what old people look like or exactly were they actually casting 60 year old people to play teenagers do you know here's the thing i can tell you they were not casting teenagers to play teenagers there is zero percent chance that she is a teenager okay so she's not just a mature looking I teenager. Feel. <laughs> but you know what? I wasn't a teenager in the 1982s. So nope. who knows what teenagers looked like then? Do they look different Hon- now? There's no way to know, honestly. Do they look There's different? There's no way to know. Because now I'm above teenager age? And they all look so like they, babies? Right? Is my brain seeing a different world? So Hard I guess to tell. We- I guess we get back to the age-old question of what is age and time? You know what? That's a question we asked long ago. 
I don't know what episode it was, but it was long ago when we, when we asked, what is age? And, and, and we continue to not know what time is. So who are we to say? I can tell you these people are not 10 to 35. These people are 30 to 45. 30 to 45. Okay. Every single person in this movie is 30 to 45 years old. It's a fact. I don't care. You can't change my mind. Great. Great. What if we Google this and she's actually 17 and I'm like, how is that person 17 years old? (laughs) (laughs) I, we... We're going to need to postmortem the actual the actual ages of these actors for sure. Yeah, it just it doesn't matter who they are. They all look 30 to 45, but I'll describe to you who they're meant to be. Okay. Now, Mr. C. Is home, says mom. (laughs) He is their neighbor. Okay. And he is also behind Trish. Okay. And mom says, he's going to look in on you. And Mr. C says, I won't let the girls get into any trouble. And Trish is like, shit. Ah, shit. She wanted to get into some trouble. Is Mr. C also 30 to 45? He definitely is. Everyone is 30 to 45. Okay. Definitely 30 to 45. Yeah. He's also wearing a shirt that I feel like I had passed down to me from a brother once. Mm. It's like a button-up boy shirt with different color splotches around that I wore with Bugle Boy pants. Wow. It was a really wow, special wow, wow. time. I'm going to need you to go <laughs> ahead and find a picture of you wearing that. And if you cannot find a picture, I'm going to need you to draw it. <laughs> so, you know, as, as, a, as a young lass who who has older brothers, your hand-me-downs end up being boys' clothes. Sure, So I didn't really like dresses either anyway, so, you know, I was a bit of a tomboy. But really, that was a special, 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 special one. I'll be needing a sketch of this, just so we're clear. That's how I felt about his shirt, though. I was like, wow, I've worn that shirt before with some Bugle Boy pants. Great. (laughs) Bugle Boy pants. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Good times. Mom says, lock the doors and windows. And Trish says, I'm 38, I mean, 18 years old. (laughs) Good one, Bernsey. She's 18, we come to find. And she puts the paper bag now with all her stuff um, into a trash can and starts to walk to school. Her parents have left. And now we see a hand reaches in and grabs the Barbie doll out of it. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Cut to high school. We're outside and we're with two dudes who, two polo shirted dudes who are not chads. Not chads. But they are, they're just typical 80s teenage boy idiots. Okay. But they, I think they just wore polo shirts back then. It wasn't like popped collar. It was what just what we think of today. We, we saw a lot more polo shirts in the 80s. They were a much more yes. common occurrence. So people other than Chad's sometimes wore, wore polo them. shirts. Yeah. He Got has it. one of them as a Lacoste shirt, I believe. Remember yep. the, the little oh, alligator? Oh, I do with the little alligator. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I only knew that from when we were in Uncommon Women and Others, the play. I think I had to say it once, and I was like, what is I had to, like, Google it. I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> yeah, they were a, they were a uh, measure of status if your uniform white polo shirt was a Lacoste one. Mine was not. Mine were always from, you know, Caldor or something. <laughs> Caldor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was too busy with my bugle boy. So, sure, you know, sure. I, mean, I, Wait. I didn't have Lacoste as, as to, I had some other things going on. You know, no big deal. Uh, not me. Um, <laughs> went, went straight from bugle boy pants to like crop tops and baggy jeans on top of boys' boxers then. Wow. But, I yeah. would have been considered uh, one of the bad girls if I had been wearing that. So. The old brown lip liner white lipstick situation whoa 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 that that was some other side of the tracks shit crunchy hair really crunchy curls oh yeah wow i would have had so much i would have had so many assumptions about who you were if you and i had met in our early (laughs) days and you would have had so many assumptions about me probably yeah i mean i think i was just dressing normal as far as i can remember but who fucking knows (laughs) what what would someone have seen me and been like that girl is what age who knows yeah maybe everyone thought (laughs) our ages 35 at 18 i think i looked 35 in those bugle boy pants when i was 10 so (laughs) bugle boy pants oh shit can someone sammy's can someone please draw little baby kim in some bugle boy pants please and thank you with a an oversized buttoned up shirt with color splotches all over it yes oh perfect special so our two polo shirts are walking out of school talking about like asking out girls and stuff like that and they see a female telephone worker on a ladder against the school wall and one of the boys 35 years old jeff wrote wrote that he was in love said that he was in love and then I wrote it down and (laughs) he says I'm in love and then he goes to hit on her she is exactly the same age as them if not younger to be honest it was so wait he went to go hit on the telephone lady yeah but she's very young and attractive I mean did he know possibly younger than them her before no, he was just, in, he was like, hey, girl, hey. He was just, hey, girl, hey. To, okay, got it. But everybody is 35. I'm with you. Continue. Yeah. But it was truly like, I was like, okay, so she, I ever, all ages came from context clues in this movie because I was okay. like, well, she seems to have a professional job. This isn't like, this isn't part of school for her. She has a career out of high school, so she must be older than them. Okay. And then... You know, he she gets off the ladder and he helps her carry the ladder. So they're walking towards the parking lot where her um, her van is parked. And so, you know, he's talking about, have you ever dated a younger man? Also context clues that she is older. Yeah. And they're walking and then he's to like, her I'm van. not one. I'm just I curious know. if you have. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so she has one of those white vans with the big slide door. That's like a utility van because it's mm-hmm. for the telephone workers and they um walk her to the van basically and the two dudes start 
walking away at this point and she kind of smiles after them because it was cute and like he was like you know sweet actually so she opens up the door and then a hand pulls her inside the van and a hand shuts the door oh no now the boys are walking away and we see the back window of the van she's like screaming and pounding on it (gasps) no pounding on the windows they don't notice now we see inside the van, she's fucking screaming and a hand with a drill holding her down and then blood. No, I don't want to be killed by a drill. You know what? I don't want to be killed by power tools. I'm going to have to explain I'm- this drill for you also. It's a special drill. Because mm, it's okay. like the length of a chainsaw. What? Because I like I'm assuming I'm assuming this is the telephone drill. Okay. So maybe it needs to go through like a full telephone pole. Oh so okay. This is like a fucking monster size, like, but it's a it's a swirly a swirly drill, but really long. But really long. And a little Sorry. bit thicker than like what you would normally do, yeah. Because it's right. assume assume it's a drill that needs to go th- make a hole in a telephone pole. Okay, got it. I totally understand what you're saying now. Like, Did you say- I almost wanted to make a chainsaw sound for it, but it like doesn't quite make that sound. But it, it felt that like it's it's a fucking drill. Right. I'm gonna need you to like stick to your forte, though. Like, I know you haven't you haven't practiced drill sounds. Yeah, and you it's, it's definitely a different sound. It wasn't, yeah. It's not the same. Yeah. You owe it to us to, you know, workshop it a little bit before you bring it in. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't ever practice chainsaw sounds. I just didn't know it was my natural talent. But I don't think drill sounds are. Yeah. So, um, blood. That's that. G- goodbye. <laughs> Moving See on. Kay. See you later. So we don't even Cute see little... where he drills her. Was it a head drill? A chest drill? No. We're, uh, we're in the 80s. So, so it's it was a real shot to shot situation. So it was a boob drill. It was a boob drill. <laughs> How did you know? You have seen this. It's the 80s. <laughs> Cut to girls pl- have a playing basketball practice. Girls having basketball practice. <laughs> Trish is oh the coach also the same age if she wasn't the coach i'd be like you guys are all on the same team together oh okay. i'll move on from that it's just i couldn't get over it everyone's the same age so trish is one of the girls on the basketball team our two polo shirt boys are watching and checking out the girls and stuff there's clearly a new girl in school her name is valerie she's on the team and she's fucking killing it Sure. There's like some shorter girl who's like kind of pissed and clearly like feels some competition with her. So now we're hitting the showers. And we hear we're not quite in there yet with the camera, but we hear someone being like, I think your tits are getting bigger. And then a bunch of girls are like, who mine? (laughs) Let me guess. We're going to see a whole ton of tits in five, four, three, two, one. We're in the showers of a girls basketball team. And it's 1982. We're going to see a ton of tits. A ton of tits. Tits, tits. We start, though, with the back of a girl with a towel wrapped around her. And she drops the towel. So we get a booty shot to start. 
Got to get those booty shots in. Now we get the girl showering. We get boobs. Number two, we, the girls are talking about um, loving to watch like basketball and football because like the players are in like short little shorts and stuff and like a football player that they love and stuff like that. So they are talking about guy. It's very interesting. They're talking about, you know, loving some dudes as we're watching their body parts. Right. But I'm like, so let's take the camera over to the, the boys locker room and let me, that's see what I say. Look, look, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm not even completely against boobs. Me okay. Neither. I've got them. I love my boobs. And I love, but, I love a good boob myself. But if you're going to show me boobs, then I need some dick and balls. Yeah. Okay. I would like a little dingling a ding dong, please. Just, Just to be give fair. me the dick and balls. And maybe a little bit of that V. That oh, V. I love the fuck me V. Oh, yeah. yes. Maybe, maybe, a little, maybe a little bicep. You know, just. Yeah. Let's yeah. just. Equality, people. Equality. That's all we're saying. Now we pan down to Trish and her soapy booty. And they're talking about how there's going to be a party at Trisha's tonight, like a sleepover party, and more of Trisha's boobs. Now the girls are kind of like busting on each other, and you know everyone's naked. Now sure. Trish walks out of the shower, and she actually goes up to Valerie, and she's like, gives her like a compliment, basically, on like how she was playing. Um, oh. She was like, "You were really great." So nice of her. now the girls are getting dressed, um, like in the locker room. And it's like Trish and she has like three main girlfriends. It's like the fearsome foursome there. They're getting dressed and Trish wants to invite Valerie to the sleepover party. But they're kind of talking about how they want it to be like old times. So they don't want boys to be there. Like there's something about it being like like old times sort of thing. So between them, basically. Okay. So not when not like now when they're 35, but back when they were 18 and had sleepover right. parties. Right. Old times. You get it. So... They short girl, though, her name is Diane, and she was the one that already felt a little competition with Valerie. Right. And she's clearly like not into her. And they were like, what do you even that like about her? And she's like, I don't know. She drinks too much milk. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, this bitch is a psycho. Why I the thought fuck you were going to agree with her? No, that's what I'm saying. I agree with her. Why the fuck? Oh, you're saying Valerie's the psycho. Yes. Please think about this. Think about this. It's a new girl who's really good at sports. And the thing that she drinks so much milk that it is something that is commented upon as she is a milk drinker. Do you know how much milk you would have to drink in order to have that be the thing that someone comments about you? That's fucking nuts. Ketrin has a problem with big milk. It's, uh, Nobody should be drinking that much milk. in um, our let, let the right one in or let me in uh, episode. Yes. And yes. Uh, she's got a problem with big milk. The thing is, it's anyway. come up before. It's come up before. Or Watch out for milk drinkers. Diane. Okay. You might say there's a milk situation. Or... There's a Diane situation. Let's see. Why can't there be both? 
because the girls are like, oh, is it that? Or is it because she's really good at basketball and really pretty? Listen, maybe it's both, okay? Maybe Diane is a bitch. But that doesn't mean that Diane isn't on to something with this whole milk thing. Now, Diane is, like, talking more shit. Val is actually right on the um, other side of the lockers across, like, next to them. So she's basically hearing everything. And Trish says to Diane, she's like, Diane, you're a snob. And Diane just is like, only the best people are, you know? What? She just is who she is. Okay, Diane. All right. So Trish now goes around the um, lockers and Val is like running to the door and Trish runs after her and she's like, oh, um, like trying to invite her basically to the slumber party and uh, trying to invite her to the slumber party. And Val's like, no, I can't. I got to go uh, and runs away. I got go really into character milk. for Val and then I couldn't speak um, <laughs> to go get a glass of milk. Yes. And Trish turns around and it's like she heard. So she knows she heard them talking about her. I mean, she needed to hear it, okay? <laughs> Can't drink that much milk, all right? <laughs> Ketrin, I feel like you drink that much oat milk. I'd bet. I'd bet. Oh, I'd bet. No. I do eat how that many, much peanut butter, though. How many oat milks have you bought this quarantine, Ketrin? Why don't you tell less, us that? Less than a dozen. Less than a dozen. Less than a dozen, a dozen, yes, a dozen full, full cartons of, of, of oat milk. Yes. I put it in my coffee. I put it in my dozen is a large amount. I, but I'm not drinking it out of a glass alone, though it's delicious. And I would. Oat milk is different. Oat milk is different. Wow. 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 Ooh. You know what? You know what? Get Ooh. off my fucking ass. Okay? Are you a lobbyist for oat milk, Ketrin? Is this what, what it's about all along? Wow, wow, wow. Maybe it's a cause I truly believe in. I can't wait to find out. What's our podcast? Oh, this is oat milk? You haven't heard this one? <laughs> it's our milk podcast. <laughs> we just talk about milk. There's almond cool. milk, soy, soy milk. milk, milk, milk. Goat milk. milk. Ah. Okay. Back to and back all to the, the other milk. kinds of milk. <laughs> Breast milk. Breasts. Oh, back to our movie. Great segue. There we go. Okay. So nice job. The girls are walking in a parking lot now outside of school. It's um basically the group of it's like a group of five girls and our two polo shirt boys. They're all walking and we see a guy watching them. Okay. We are looking through the side mirror of the van, that white uh, telephone van. Did you and just then rewind we see... yourself, by the way? <laughs> I did rewind myself. Got it. <laughs> Take that back. And yeah. we see the guy watching them from the driver's seat like through the window now and he has a like a jean jacket on so one of the girls pink pants she forgot something and she has to go back inside the school 
Okay. The rest of the kids keep walking. They walk by the van, by a dumpster, and we kind of see a bird's eye view of the dumpster, and it has dead telephone girl in it. Oh, no. No. Mm-hmm. Poor thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Pink Pants goes back inside and she bumps into Coach and Coach is like, oh, like, what are you doing? She's like, I have to go get a book for whatever to study. And Coach is like, oh, well, hurry up because they're locking up the building soon. Now Coach leaves and she walks by the van and Pink Pants goes and gets her book in the locker room and she goes back to the door and it's locked. So now she goes to another way. She goes to the gym and the door to get outside there is locked. And she tries another one and then she hears a noise question mark. So she goes back to the hallway and tries another door and that's locked. And I'm like, good damn, did they lock up this high school? They were all like, like chain locked doors. Fast. And like Fucking real fast. They the kids had just like- left. Yeah. Yes. They- they descended upon every door. I was like, good God. So she's at the end of the hallway now where the door is locked. Jean Jacket is behind her <gasps> and starts walking towards her. Drill to her shoulder. What? She Ow! screams and runs away past him. Okay. He chases her down the halls. She gets ahead of him kind of because she's like going up and down in the little locker room and she opens the door and hides in what I think is a closet. It was very confusing as to what this thing is because it kind of goes into the next, into the gym as well. But she goes and hides inside a door. He's looking around now. He goes in the shower room and looks in there. She's hiding and blood is starting to like pool under her arm. And it's like Mm -hmm. dripping out the door a little bit. So she grabs like a towel from like above her, which is like kind of in the shower room, which is like right where he is. Okay. He now is walking through the locker room again, and he stops right outside the door where we know she is. And she is now trying to, like, pick up the the, the blood with, like, the towel. Uh And it's, like, and, like, hold it and stuff like that and holds her arm. But he looks down and sees a little blood pooling out from that door. And sees the blood pooling. Shoot. Shoot. He dries the handle. It's locked. Because they locked all the fucking doors immediately. Shocker. All the doors are locked. But he doesn't need, he don't need no locks, keys. He's got a drill. Uh, And he drills right in. No. That was kind of good. The bar is set so high for you and your power tool sounds that, like, you're going to have to really... I mean, drills don't have as cool as sounds. Like, they don't have levels. It's just a right on in, you know? Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. It was a great effort. Thank you. Mm -hmm. She screams, and now we just kind of, like, camera to the gym of just, like, scream. Right. That was lovely. We can just assume what happens. Thank you. (laughs) I'll move on to opera singing. Chainsaws and operas. Cool. So Jean Jacket is now running outside back to his van. And now I notice it's not just a Jean Jacket he's wearing. What is it? Oh, no. He's got a full Canadian tuxedo on. No, he does not. Wait. He's got some Jean pants. And a Jean Jacket. What? Okay. 
Are we on the same? <laughs> Wait, what? I Wait. got confused. <laughs> He's Wait. wearing jean pants, a little red t-shirt, and then a jean jacket. Jean on that- jean. Jean on jean. Do you know what I thought for one split second when you said Canadian tuxedo? For a right. second, I was picturing those t-shirts that are tuxedos. Like that's oh, what that would have been so much better. That's what I was picturing oh, he please. had on under his. Yes. <laughs> well, he does now. He's got jean jeans with a tuxedo t-shirt and a uh-huh. jean jacket on top. Perfect. That's what he's wearing in my Which head is from now on. Forever known as a can- Canadian tuxedo now. Yep. Sorry the, yep. to the Canadians. You're wonderful people. All I, called Justin Trudeau. Your country's way better than ours. Significantly. So, so. <laughs> yeah. That's why I feel like I, that's. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you knew. So I feel like we were both like, what, 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 what? Are we on the same page? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I knew what it was, but then uh, we don't need to rehash it. You all were there. We got there. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were there too. You heard it. All right. Back to the movie. Trish now is getting dropped off at, at home by a dude on a motorcycle. Val, we see walking home and she actually lives next door oh my in the same house as mr c or on the other side the other side okay so it's val then trish then mr c and the houses are pretty spread apart like there's a lot of trees and shit between them they're not on top of each other by any means okay so now diane snob is walking home and we are now POV following her. She turns down one street. The POV follows her. She kind of stops to pick something up on the ground, like kneels down and picks something up on the ground. A hand grabs her shoulder. Oh, dear. Question number one. What do you do? What does she do? So she's bent down to pick something up on the ground. And yeah. it's daylight, nighttime. It's daylight. We're walking home from school. Okay. And she feels something on her shoulder. No, a hand grabs her shoulder. A hand grabs her shoulder. I'm going to grab the hand by the wrist, hold it onto my shoulder, and flip it over my head, over myself. Uh, that's what hey. I'm going to do. And I think I know how to do that. In theory, I know how do to you? do that. I've done that trillions of times in my head. Great. I'd love to watch you do that, Ketrin. Me too. There's Uh, nothing more I'd want in my life than to watch you try to throw a man over over your shoulder. shoulder. I feel it feels like something that is true to me. Uh, And then what does she do? She turns really fast and punches him in the face. That wasn't good. May I have a bell, please? Yay! One bell. One day. Point for you. She does. Flipping over my shoulder. The exact same thing. Shut the fuck up. I kid you not. Oh, my God. We're like this. Oh, I'm holding fingers up crossed because we're simpatico. You you are. She's the one that hates milk, too. And she's a real bitch. Love it. A lot in common. I'm into this bitch. (laughs) Now I get her. Now I get her. So, yeah, she grabs and flips him over to the ground. 
it turns out it's another 35 year old teen boy got it and he's like ah oh, fuck uh this is john minor and and she's like what are you doing you scared me to death and then she helps him up and they talk about hanging out tonight and she's like oh it's like a girls only party you know like but maybe i don't know we'll see and then they have like a little kiss so cut to coach now driving home the radio starts to talk about the killer but <laughs> she changes the station okay so she doesn't hear it either basically okay she pulls into her driveway goes up to her door and she unlocks the door drill through the door no but she backs up it's a smaller drill it seems the door opens and inside is a lady and she's like oh hey i was just putting in your peephole what what that's what i said what what Yep. I guess it was peephole installation day at at old coach's house. So it wasn't. So let me get this fucking straight here. This was a peephole install person. Okay. Not. Yes. Someone she lives with that is like, you know what my project for today is? Installing a peephole. This is. No, this appeared to be the handy lady. Why is the handy lady in her house without being let in by her? I mean, handy people do things in my house sometimes. Oh, I have a rule that nobody is allowed in my house because of the cats. So I guess that's, I didn't know that that was a thing. I thought you would have to know that your peephole installer was scheduled to arrive to install your peephole. Yeah, it's a real shitty peephole because that's it. It's done. No fucking way. Cool, cool, I put a drill hole. Goodbye. So wait, so you can see the whole point of a peephole is that the person on the other side can't see if you're there. You can't just be putting your fucking pupils together through wood. That doesn't work. I'm no, I'm no handy scientist. Okay. Yeah. I don't install peepholes, but this seemed like a real shitty door with a now has a drill hole in it. This is see you later. Bananas. Nice to see you, Coach. Yeah, so we're just touching Done eyeballs for the day. to each other. Sorry, I almost drilled your face. Boop, boop, boop. They have wow, a little f- interaction where Coach is like, "Oh, have you seen the um, telephone repair man at all today?" And Handy Lady's like, "Oh yeah, I saw the van across the street." Okay. And then um, Coach asks if she's seen her cat. And um, Handy Lady says, no, not all day. Oh, no. So I don't know. She's just there doing stuff. Here's what I do like. Today. We have a female phone lady and a female peephole installer. Yep. Hey, I'm for the 80s. I'm impressed. Well, one of them was a plot point to murder, but. True. Sure. True. But hey, you know what? The 80s are new to this. We got to give them credit where credit is due. True. Uh, you know what? You're right. This handy lady's doing a great, great job. Never seen yeah. a better people in my life. <laughs> so she leaves. <laughs> She's done for the day. Yeah. Now we have a phone call. It's Trish with Snob Diane. And they're talking about 
Trish like wants like no boys in the house basically this was a bizarre shot of the phone it's like a bright red phone where you pick up the handle kind of thing with the wire but she I guess while she's on the phone next to the phone is just little toy feet that you can twist up and then they walk they kind of almost look like Ronald McDonald shoes Oh, okay, yeah, where it's like boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, like, what the shot was while they had this conversation. <laughs> I was like, why is this happening? <laughs> somebody somebody just graduated film school and was like, I got an idea. That's what happened. All right. So, so but the little Ronald McDonald feet never come back is what you're telling me? Nope. I don't need to. Okay, so I don't need to keep that in my brain. I can I can discard it. You can discard it. Spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah. You're not going to use those as a weapon later. Just letting you know. Great. Thank you. (laughs) But she does hear a noise and she thinks that someone is here. So she goes to the door, the front door. It's open. So she closes it and then locks it with the little chain lock. Okay. Now she starts like kind of going and like turning on some lights and then she sits down and she plays the piano. You know, she was good. Okay. She did a good job. We got to release some stress. She's just waiting for her friends to come over. I mean, do your hobby. Yeah. Okay. I loved it. You do you. So in the other room, we see a shadow of someone walking and now Trish hears footsteps. Oh, dear. Question two. What does she do? What do you do? And this so is the- going to be like you're in the living room, say, um, near the front door. These sound like they're coming from like the kitchen, like the other side of the house, basically. And they're definitely footsteps. They can't be mistaken for some, like it's not like it's another sound that sounds I'm like pretty footsteps. sure we're aware it's footsteps it okay. felt like i am going to go out the front door to mr c's house and call the police and she is going to pick up that little ronald mcdonald toy I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> um she is going to go investigate in the kitchen what if I hadn't told you that they're not used and you just kept those in your mind the whole movie being like, oh my they God. gotta come back. There has to I, be a reason for them to come back. And I would just, <laughs> I would just be coming up with better and better ways to kill people with Ronald McDonald wind up toys. <laughs> okay. Um, what is this bell situation? Why? There we go. Why One are game. you struggling so much with your bell? I don't know. I didn't practice. I know. You need to practice. All right. One day. I think it's because I'm, I'm trying to hit it with like my full hand. And I think it's just one finger. Where's better? It's, it is one finger. It's a delicately placed finger upon, <laughs> upon the little nipple of the bell. This is Bell Talk with Kim and Kat. <laughs> we look forward to uh, talking to you about bells. Church bells. Christmas bells. Reindeer bells. That's one bell for Ketrin Porter because she does the same thing. 
as I think me. You know these girls better than you think. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm because in my head they're eight, they're 80s horror movies. You know what I mean? Like I'm. Wow. All right. So, okay. My mind is blown. Um. She runs to the front door at least. Okay. But Mr. C stops her and he's in the house and he's like, Oh, I'm sorry to scare you. The door was open. I thought it was weird. So I came in and I was just checking the house to try and find you. And she's kind of freaked out. So he's like, okay, I'll stay, I'll stay here with you until the girls get here. So you're not okay. Okay. Cut to coach who is making a quesadilla uh, and a she humorous has, quesadilla no i just was like what is that word oh. i was like panicking the whole time i was like what is she making uh, a quesadilla. quesadilla but she has what looks like a glass of wine but it's in a water glass right next to her so she's like sprinkling cheese or no she's shredding cheese and ends up knocking the glass over okay. and it shatters okay Got it. What a waste of so wine. So now she's picking at what? I said, what a waste of wine. Mm. Now she's picking up the big pieces of glass and she hears a noise in the other room. Oh, dear. What does she do? What do you do? Question number three. I am going to pick up that motherfucking hot quesadilla pan and I'm going to use that bitch as my weapon and go through the house, look through my people. No, that's terrible people. Uh, no, I'm going to use that pan as a weapon and go see what the sound is that I hear. What is she going to do? So she hears a noise, but she's also just shattered a glass on the ground. No? Correct. I don't know if this lady's an idiot or not. So does she go to investigate, but then accidentally steps on a piece of glass? Final answer. That's one and a half points. One and a half. Okay. Okay. I'll give a point for you. I'll take that. I don't think your pan is hot, but I still think a pan is a great idea. Sure. She improvises with what she currently has in her hand, and she just holds on to one of those big shards of fucking glass. Mm. and goes and investigates okay so she's looking around she looks at the closet kind of hears something in there she opens the door it's a cat the cat jumps out and oh, she's thank like god. muffin honey oh thank god you know i haven't stopped thinking about where that fucking cat is since you said it right <laughs> well i'm glad to have calmed your fears thank you eased your sorrows so now it's uh, nighttime, and the two polo shirts are walking their bikes, talking about maybe going and scaring the girls tonight. And right. they're like, I mean, the girls will beat the shit out of us, though, like they did in gym class three times. I fucking love these bitches. <laughs> Who the fuck like, are yes. these bitches? I was like, they will beat the shit out of you, fucker. That's fucking awesome. Yes. All right. I got to give these bitches credit. All right. I got it. Okay. Yeah. So now they're walking and they walk right by 
ye old telephone van. Ah. Cut to our new girl, Valerie. And she is looking out the window and she sees a couple girls walking up to Trish's house. And inside, Trish is now pouring Mr. C coffee. And the girls now come in. So it's two girls, um, not Sanabi Diane. It's like the other two. They come in with beer and pots and they're like, look what I got from my brother. And Trish is being like, like Mr. C's out in the kitchen. They're coming into like the living room and she's just like shaking her head being weird. And the girls are like, look at this weed, whatever the fun name is. And Mr. C, (laughs) Mammy Jammy is what I wanted to say, but that didn't sound right. (laughs) Mammy Jammy? Do you mean Mary Jane? No, they have like a fun name for it. So anyway... Mr. C walks in and like sniffs it and he was like, I was just leaving. Oh, Mr. C. Oh. And then he says, I won't tell if you don't tell your parents that I scared you to death, but I'll be right next door. What? I thought that that was was weird. That's really weird because. Right. That shouldn't be something that. Right. You came over to make sure she was okay because the door was open. Like. Do yeah. you were you doing something, Mr. Right. C? Like I was like, why don't you want your my parent? Yeah, I thought that Does was. Does the C weird. stand for creep? Creep. Okay. So anyway, he's like, I'll be right next door. He leaves. Back to Valerie. She's making Kool-Aid like you do in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Now we see her little sister. Do you know I wasn't allowed she... to have Kool-Aid? What? We, I never had, I never had Kool Aid in my house ever. What? So I don't really have I'm a taste for it. So sad for you. Yeah, I don't That's really like Kool Aid, and I never had it in the house. Saddest stories I've ever heard in my life. I mean, I don't feel deprived. I don't like the taste of it. But what came first, the chicken or the egg? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't feel deprived because you don't know how good it could be. I, but maybe. I do know, and I feel ser- very sad for you. Okay. Were I there mean, different flavors of Kool-Aid, or was it all just sure. Kool-Aid flavored? Sure. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, red's the best, obviously, but yeah, of course. Wow. Okay, yeah, so man. Those, Kool- those Kool-Aid man commercials, right over my head. Yeah. You always make a big old thing of Kool-Aid, and then mm. in the summer, you get your old Kool-Aid mustache. Come yeah, on, no man. thank you. I That's why I always was like, wow. what is with all these fucking kids with these fucking Kool-Aid mustaches? Wow. You look like idiots. You had a really sad life. I'm sorry for you. I can now tell you're s- angry about it. I can tell now, you have some rage built up. Now, give me some of that uh, powdered lemonade all day. All day. You were allowed to have that? That was at grandma's house. I was like, it's literally the same thing. Yeah, it was at grandma's house. Grandma had powdered Just lemonade. Yellow flavored instead of red flavored. You know what, Kim? Give Peg and Skip a call. Talk to them. I don't know what they were doing. Wow. It's just really sad. No, I'm sure it's great. You know, it's probably a lot of sugar, but I'm sad for you. Yeah. Anyway. It's good with vodka in it. I bet. Of course it does. Course Are you kidding does. me? Okay. Of course it does. All right. I feel like I'm getting I'm it not- now. I'm going to get you a, a quarantine gift. 
Okay. I'm going to get you a quarantine gift and get you one of them mustaches, girl. Okay. You're going to feel so good with Let's that vodka. <laughs> so now we meet Valerie's little sister. This is a 29-year-old preteen. Okay. Okay. So younger, but still in her younger, late 20s. Late 20s, but definitely the behavior of a 12-year-old, I guess. Okay. Okay. All right. A lot of voice tr- s- sounding like, I'm a preteen. Ah, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You know what this movie said, Kim? This movie said, fuck age. That's what it said. Uh, maybe maybe they didn't cast teenagers in the early 80s. Yep. I don't know. Plus, it's a, you know, it's a, there's a lot of gore and horror. They didn't, they didn't want them they didn't around. They didn't want to scar them. That could be. I don't know. So these two are now talking about the party next door. The phone rings and it's a boy for little sister. Ah! Now we go back to the party. The girls are smoking pot. So at this point, it's three girls. Okay. Trish, who's our main uh-huh. girl. Yep. Kim, who Kay. is me. Mm-hmm. And then Jackie. And they are kind of not talking shit, but they're just kind of being like, like, I don't even understand what girls or guys, what guys <laughs> see in um, snobby Diane. Ah. And like Jackie's kind of like, I feel like she has like a big mouth. And the girls are like, well, it's not about how big it is. It's about what's in it. They're talking about dicks. Oh, yes. I Got wish it. they would just show it to me. Just yeah. show me the dicks. Show, show me the dicks. Show me that dick again. Okay. And then they talk about, um, you know, they're like, I do not see what she sees in John Minor. And then one of the girls is like, maybe it's about what we don't see. And then they make the same joke. They're like, well, it's not about how big it is. It's about what's in it that counts or something so, like that. Also dicks. Also dick talk. More dick talk. More dick talk. Great. Yeah. But we don't see any of them. Okay. Then we hear glass break in another room. Oh, no. And I was like, this horror movie is a real Ketrin movie because she loves breaking glasses. No, I, well, yes and no. <laughs> Do I break a lot of them? Yes. Do I like it? No. It is the only part of my life where I'm klutzy is breaking glasses. And that's what I try to tell Eric all the time. I'm like, I'm not a klutz. I just break glasses. <laughs> I couldn't help but think of you with the amount yep. of glasses that seem to be breaking in this movie. Yeah, so, it's rough. So the girls go and look in the kitchen. And Trish had left the coffee, the empty coffee pot on the burner and it shattered. So she picks it up and puts it in the sink and she looks up out the window and she's startled. Ah, the window is snobby. Diane just kind of leaning up it with like a goofy face. (laughs) Okay. And she smiles at her back to Valerie. Her and little sister are sitting around reading magazines and they hear the trash cans being knocked over outside and they're like, Oh, dogs in the trash again. And little sister's like, I'm not stupid. I'm not going out there in the dark. And I was like, okay, Sammy. Yeah, that's a Sammy there. 
So Valerie goes out. And at that point, little sister is a real Sammy because she goes upstairs to Valerie's room and starts digging through all her stuff. Like she's like looking ferociously for something. And she's like looking under pillows and looking inside things. She finds it. It's a Playgirl magazine. Yes, queen. <laughs> you got to get that dick. You got to get that Show dick. Show us the dick. Kim, you were so, really struggling with that bell today. I know. Why? What's Usually I'm on? a pro. I know. I'm off. I'm so I'm sorry off. for it's you. It's a global pandemic. Okay. Give me yeah. a break. So now Valerie's out in the dark and she's picking up the trash cans. And we kind of hear dogs barking in the distance. And it's, of course, our classic 80s metal trash cans. You know them. We've all had them. They're great. Oh, yeah. It's all that was available. Yeah. So she hears, to, like, um, there's swings hanging kind of, like, in the yard. Um, and she starts to hear, like, the swing sound behind her. And she has to, like, it's, like, through the trees. You know, it's, like, 80s. Like, you really can't tell where anything is in relation to another thing. Because they're just sure, sure. shot to shot to shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's kind of like, looks, and now the swings are, like, moving slightly in the trees. So she starts to kind of, like, she's a little freaked out because she's like, why are those empty swings moving? And she's, like, slowly backing up. And then and this is the 29-year-old up. baby sister. No, 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 no. 29-year-old baby sister was like, girl, I'm not going out there in the dark. Okay, great. Sorry. This is Valerie. Valerie. Got it. Keep going. The new girl. Yep. Super pretty. Loves milk. Yep. Great at basketball. So she's like a little weirded out. Like, what the fuck is that? I don't understand. She's kind of just like backing up away from them. And then she hits the trash cans. Oh, no. And they make a ton of sound. And then she runs back inside. Sure. Cut to our two polo shirt boys. They are now peeking in the window of Trisha's living room where... Our slumber party girls are now, can you guess? Naked. Pillow Getting fighting. Getting changed. Pillow fighting. Oh, okay. Yep. Getting yep. changed again. We have to, I, maybe in the 80s, they didn't, they couldn't make assumptions. Like you said, they couldn't make assumptions that if you're in one outfit, you had to change to get into it. You had to get maybe, naked and then change. Maybe also just more outfit changes were required in the 80s maybe Maybe we don't know maybe they weren't allowed to wear the same outfit for a whole day yeah or but only for girls though oh uh, always keep on the same outfit of course of course of the boys have to really hold their dick under a bushel in the 80s for sure keeping that dick under a bushel (laughs) (laughs) so they are peeking in the window to the girls in the living room, we see Trisha's boobs again. I mean, at this point, psh, this we've is third memorized time. Like, them. We yeah. we already know them. Yeah. The guys though are giggling and losing their minds. Um, Kim now takes off her shirt and she has a bra on, and then she takes her bra, off, and they love that. And the girls all the while are like talking about some friend who's parents walked in on her having sex or something like that the, the weird part was it that didn't matter I didn't you can delete it from your brain so <laughs> okay I'll put that with weird... the Ronald McDonald toy <laughs> 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 I 
spoiler alert, it doesn't matter. So <laughs> the weird part was it felt like 35-year-olds creeping out the window watching 35-year-olds change. Right. You know, it right. didn't feel like teenagers. 16-year-olds. Right. Who had like so never seen a boob. It's Boobs like you're 35, before. sir. You've seen you've seen all the boobs in the land. Yeah. So the girls now put on nightgowns. Um, three of them do. So Trish puts on um, like actually like a cute like long sleeve or like long sleeve um, Dodgers shirt, like long Dodgers cute. shirt, which is cute. And then Kim puts on a thing I loved that was like a USA jersey nightgown, basically. Oh. But it was basically like a long USA jersey, but it had like a little slit up the side that like made my booty fit into it. I was like, oh. that's adorable. Girl, let's get and you one. And then Jackie put on like a little baby girl, baby doll, um, nighty kind of thing. Okay. So I'm loving this those, fashion show you're giving me of nighties. Thank you. I don't know why it felt necessary, but I I I needed to share what they no, were I, wearing. I, it was cute. I really appreciate it. So the boys are losing their minds. They're like, "Oh my god, I feel like I died and went to heaven." Back so many to Valerie. To the face. So many boners to the face. 35-year-old boner boners to their face. <laughs> so back to Valerie. She's back inside and she's calling for her little sister. And sister is upstairs in her room and she's like, I'm doing homework. I'm concentrating. I'm totally doing homework. Right. And Valerie's like, okay, well, don't te- tear out the centerfold this time, okay? Do they have like a fucking 80s movie where a little girl is thwacking the bean? <laughs> thwacking the bean. That's fucking I awesome. I that term. I just, I just think that's awesome. Like, that's great. No, like, little sister's like masturbate. into it. She's like, what's up? She's into it. I mean, she's just looking. She's, I, don't, I, I didn't see any bean thwacking myself. but Sh- Sure, but we knows? can assume. Who knows? You know. Okay. All I wanted to know is... What does that centerfold look like? Show a me the dick. Year old man. It looks Can like I a see the year old dick, man. please? Yeah, I've seen all of the boobs. Can I get a dick, please? Do so, we know that Playgirl actually showed dick? Like, I'm actually. This is true. I'm actually concerned that like Playgirl didn't have dick in it. Um, I think that it does. We can postmortem it. I'm okay, we'll postmortem. Pretty, I'm. I want to say I'm almost 100% sure that they do, especially the centerfold. Let's fucking postmortem some Playgirl dick. Let's do this. You know what, Ketrin? I'd be delighted. High five. I'd be delighted Great. to postmortem about Playgirl dick for you. If you ever wanted a reason to join to our it. Patreon, you have it now. I can't wait to do my research. <laughs> And thwack at the bean. (laughs) So Trish is at the party making some food. She puts together a lovely plate of Twinkies, a bowl of Cheetos, a decorative plate of Twinkies, I must say. Wow. Nice job, girl. Talks about ordering a pizza and they're all down. That sounds fucking amazing. (laughs) So... Um, 
Snabby Diane is the only one that's still dressed. So she's like, I'll go outside and get um, fire. I mean, wood for the fire. And Trish is like, okay, we'll go through the garage. So you're not like getting the floor dirty or something. Okay. So she basically now we're outside and Diane is coming out through like the car garage door. Okay. Yeah. Um, she opens that up. It's just like a swingy one, like the olden days. It's not like a like a just... like a Tatum and Scream one. It's like a you have to open it manually. Right. Exactly. This whole it. situation reminded me a lot of Tatum and Scream, though. Oh. Um, okay. Just because she's like, I'm gonna go do a thing by myself in the garage. Like, right. Yeah. So she opens the door, and in the driveway is like a pile of wood. And behind her, we see a hand holding a butcher knife. Oh, dear. She starts picking up firewood and she like drops one and she's like, yuck. And there's like a snail on the wood. And she's like, oh. gross. No, don't And hurt then snail. all of a sudden we see the butcher knife rise up behind her and cut the snail in half. No, unfucking necessary and the person holding the butcher knife is Mr. C. What the fuck? And he says, hope I didn't startle you. And uh, she says, oh, are you on a snail hunt? My dad does that too. And he says, yes, I'm on my 53rd tonight. This butcher knife is the only good way to get it. Because you got to stop them from getting in my vegetable garden and things like that. I'm going to have to stop you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You yeah. said so yes, many things. Yes. Go on. Okay. Ask away. I'm actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put my animal cruelty aside. Let's forget Great. that. Let's forget the cruelty to snails. There's so much more to unpack here. I agree. Why in the motherfuck do you give a flying fuck about snails? This is the most insane thing I've ever heard. Because first of all, we live in California. So this clearly takes place in California. When's the last fucking time you saw a goddamn snail? And when's the last time time that you heard someone talking about the plague of snails in their garden. I, this is the most insane honestly, thing I've ever never. heard. And the fact maybe that maybe it was C, an 80s thing I, and then and we've 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 killed all the snails like there aren't enough the, snails to be invading anymore. I I don't know. I mean the fact that Mr. C killed 53 tonight. tonight. I'm like that is that is a plague, sir. That is a biblical plague. <laughs> Of snails. Something else is happening in the world. Yeah, this is, we're going to need to post-mortem the 80s snail plague. I'm sorry to give you so much work, (laughs) but we got to figure this out. This is insane. Also, snails are adorable, and who's hunting snails? Soup's cute. And she didn't seem to think anything of it. I mean, it, it seemed like he said something about, like, you know, like, I guess they eat up his vegetable garden sort of thing. But like, 
but like she, my she was dad just has vegetable gardens like, and we have a lot of we have snails i've never in my life heard my dad even say the word snail in my life yeah and then she, like she literally is like cool good night and goes back inside no girl no girl a snail hunter needs to be watched that's fucking nuts it was so normal because her dad does it too i i i i couldn't i couldn't i i don't i i i had no words this is the scariest this is the scariest thing you've ever told me (laughs) i know (laughs) so now mr c keeps looking around and he says ah 54 and he kneels down and we see Canadian tuxedo behind him. And then we hear drill sounds. Uh, and then we get a dead Mr. C. Honestly, I'm fine with it. And so are the snails. It's getting better. But, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying don't you put it on your resume yet. Okay, thank you. So that's... That's our snail portion of this podcast. The fuck? Moving on to polo shirts. They're still standing out the window and they're kind of like, oh, did you hear something? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Ketrin just really poured white claw all over herself, it appears. She's wiping down her whole body with her shirt, her mouth, her chin, chest, all all of it. I mean... Okay. It's, it, it, it appeared from my view that half the White Claw went down her body. Like, I feel like I the need outside. to drink myself. Otherwise, I've wasted White Claw. <laughs> like, I just need to wring out my shirt into my mouth. Um, so I just, I couldn't go on. There was a lot sorry. of wiping down happening over there. So I'm so sorry. Uh, the polo shirts are standing outside the window still. And, like, they obviously were like, did you hear something? And one of the guys, like, they're actually now standing there drinking beer. And one of them is like, no, whatever. So it's like, you know, something was happening on the other side of the house, but they weren't really sure. Okay. They just assume it's nothing. Back to the girls inside. Uh, Snobby Diane comes in and drops the wood. And they're looking at a newspaper and they want to um, read their horoscopes. So they do that. And Trish is like, is it cold? And she gets up. And goes to a window and shuts the window. And she kind of peeks out and sees like a shadow of like a man kind of out there. And she's like, Diane, did you close the garage door when you came back in? And Diane's like, I don't know. Bitch! And so Trish looks out again. There's a fucking bloody Barbie doll on the wall with a butcher knife. I'm sorry? Those snails are pissed. That's right. She screams. All the girls look out the window now and they're like, "Ugh, it must be the fucking boys. Right. Being jokesters. Okay. Question number four. What do you do and what do they do? So they assume it's the boys. And the bloody. So the the Barbie doll is outside. Outside. Butcher knife. Butcher knifed to the wall. Correct. Okay, so they're going to go, they are going to go see if the garage door is closed. 
uh, I am going to lock the door that goes out to the garage, not go check the door, the garage door, but lock that door. And then I'm going to arm myself with some sort of weapon because I'm creeped out. Two bells. Sure. Sounds great. Thank Double you. Double ding. Trish and Snobby Diane are going to go check the garage. They go, um, the garage is super dark. They have a flashlight and they try to like turn the switch on and they're like, oh, the bulb's out. Right. So they get to the garage door. It's closed, but it's not locked. So it closes and then like you have to push the thing down on the ground, like with your foot for it to lock. Got it. Okay. And so Diane locks it and they go back inside and we see a shadow in the garage move. Oh, dear. Cut to Valerie in her house doing homework at the kitchen table. She looks out the window and then I guess she goes up to little sister's room and she kind of grabs the playgirl from little sister. Little sister is now like straight, like licking a giant lollipop, like a big circle lollipop. Oh, looking my at playgirl. Lord, uh, this, I am so confused. And so we, Valerie is now like reading the playgirl because it'll be like, Tommy is da -da 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 -da, graduate student from blah, 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 blah. And then we see a butt of a man. Uh a boy butt? One Aww. man's butt. Hi, boy butt. Okay, we'll take so it. So we're about 27 of girls' body parts. Yep. One. One boy butt. Okay. They have time to catch up. We don't know what's going to happen. Well, you do. i tell you right now, this is the only one. Damn it. It's fucked the up. The only one. I didn't even get a fucking dick. No dicks what? at all. We're looking at That's Playgirl. Rude. No dicks at all. It's rude. Anyway, they look at the butt and little sister is like, yuck. Yuck? To the boy butt? And then, yeah. But and you're then, looking at a Playgirl. I don't. This is when Were she gets real, real, I'm a 12-year-old voice and tood especially. Was she reading it and for then, the articles? I don't. I don't think so. She seemed to want it. And then Valerie makes a joke about something like you were beating off to guys. I'm not sure if that's the term she used. <laughs> Beat. She was thwacking the bean. Thwacking the bean to guys in fifth grade. And I'm little so sister's confused. like, Mare. and she's like, wait, did you tell mom that or something like that? And then little sister like is like pissed and like hits her with a pillow. And then wow. she gets all pouty and she's like, I'm going to get you for this. Girl, you're look. This is a confused little. This is a confused, teeny tiny little 29 year old. She's yes. so confused. She's so horny and she's so mad about it. Yeah. Yeah. It That's what we're dealing with. Yeah. So back to the party. Snobby Diane is carrying the phone into the bathroom and so all the other girls go to the kitchen and pick up that phone. And we hear um, Diane be like, hi, boo-boo. And all the girls laugh that she's calling him boo-boo. And we just hear snobby Diane is like, I love it too. Do you think I'm getting better? 
And the girls like lose their mind and crack up. And so she hears them and she's like, excuse me, I think our First Amendment rights have been violated. And so they <laughs> hang up Fucking and Diane. she yells down. <laughs> yeah, she yells down at them and she's like, way to be immature or something. <laughs> oh, um, at that moment, the lights go out. Oh, dear. So now they're like, the girls are like, fuck, we need to find that flashlight we just had. Fucking Trish and Jackie pull out lighters. I don't know where the fuck they got them from. They're in 90s. They are bad ass bitches. I think they, they just shoved keep them they had in them. their 90s. I was going to say they kept them in their in their twat. That's the only actual place they could keep them at this moment. Right. So I think it's safe to assume that's where they kept them. Valid. Anyway, they whip them out right away and fucking light those lighters up. Sure. These also aren't like what are they like zippy zippo zippo, zippo lighters zippo. like they're just holding them like at their they're in an 80s concert right now and kim so they are zippo lighters or they're not they're not they're, no they're, okay they're just like the ones okay interesting so kim now goes and lights some matches and she ends up finding the flashlight and they're like and Trish is like, oh, it must be a blown fuse. And they're like, where's the fuse box? In the garage. And the other girls start like singing the Twilight Zone theme, like making it kind of like, like to like kind of scare her and stuff like that. I'm really glad you came in with the correct uh, song, which is a total role reversal because what I almost sang was do, 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 do. Are you going to get this Jeopardy question right? It's terrifying. That was incorrect. (laughs) Snobby Diane asks what's going on. And the girls are like, stay here. Oh, Kim is like, stay here and talk to (laughs) boo-boo. And Diane's like, Kimberly, your days are numbered. (laughs) But totally like busting on each other. Like it's cute and funny. It's like not weird at all. And the girls go out back by the pool and so they go, I'm very confused about the, how the house works. Basically, the li- they are go out the back door by the kitchen, which goes to the pool area. Okay. And take like a couple steps to the right. And there's another door that goes down a step or two, just like a regular handled door. Okay. And that goes into the garage. Okay. I can see that. As compared to like the car opening door. Yeah. Okay. So they go into the back and they're walking by the pool to the garage regular door. Got it. The flashlight starts to go out and then we see a shadow behind them. Boom. It's snobby Diane. She scares them. Snobby Diane. And now all of them go in and they're like kind of like doing that thing with the flashlight where they have to hit it a couple of times. So it's going in and out a little bit. They all go in, still have the two fucking lighters. And I'm like, your thumb is burnt. Your thumb is melted away and on fire. You have no thumb anymore. It is just a charred stick at this point. (laughs) So they all go in. They find the fuse box. We kind of see an eyeball watching them, question mark, hidden amongst some things. Okay. Trish opens the fuse box and she's like, that's weird. The fuses aren't out the fuses are missing what oh dear and then she hears a noise 
She drops the flashlight. She picks it up and sees jeans standing in front of her. (gasps) And so she immediately stands up and hits him in the face with her flashlight. Nice, bitch. Yes. It's polo shirt. Polo shirt, Jeff. And he's like, ah, it's a joke. And this is what you get when you sneak up on women, boys. This right? is what you get. You get fucking flipped over my shoulder, bitch. <laughs> and the boys give the fuses back. Back to Valerie. She's doing homework at the kitchen table, and she hears the trash cans outside again. And she's like, ugh. So she goes outside, and she picks up the cans again, and she looks over at the swings. They're not moving this time. Rawr! No. Little sis. Little sister scares her with a knife. Holding uh, a knife. Wow. This little sister, I need to send her to a therapist. She She's got some stuff. Is she's so guilty about her horniness, also has some overactive horniness, and is threatening her sister with knives. We need some she's, assistance and with this little bizarre. girl. It's bizarre. It's really bizarre when you're watching it and it's a 29-year-old preteen right maybe she's upset about very upsetting maybe she's upset about how quickly she's aging and she's like oh don't worry it's like not even sharp blah 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 and she's like i scared you but she's like but don't tell mom blah 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 they go inside oh wow now john martin is in his car outside of trisha's house Um, In the driveway, and he honks the horn. Okay. Our friend Snobby Diane comes out, and she's like, I can't leave. You know, I got to save the girls. This is Boo Boo, who she flipped over her shoulder. This is who she flipped over her shoulder earlier. Remember? Okay. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, They have a little kiss, and she's like, okay, why don't you, like, come in the garage for a little bit? So... um, He drives into the garage, and she closes it, but doesn't lock it. Back to Val, and her and little sister are, like, in one of their bedrooms, and she's, like, doing little sister's hair, and little sister's, like, doing her makeup and stuff like that and having sister talk. And little sister is, like, why don't we crash the party next door, the slumber party? And she's, like, maybe boys will be there. This horny little bitch. So back to Diane and John. They're in the car making out inside the garage. And inside the house, the girls and polo shirts are in the kitchen because um, Jeff has like a is like going to get a black eye now from like the fucking flashlight. Right. And he's like, you know, they're talking about what can you put on it, like a steak or something. So, you know, Trish is like looking doesn't have a steak, blah, blah, blah. Cut to full nipple, full boob, full screen boob, only boob Uh, nipple. I'm sorry. In what context now? Just. All we see on screen is one boob. One boob. Okay. One giant close-up of a naked boob nipple. And I'm sorry. I know this is a dumb question because we are in an 80s horror movie, but why? Well, because then a hand starts touching it. So. Ah, okay. um, Okay. So. I mean, we already knew that that was happening, but now we really know. Now we really know. That it's happening. All right. 
and we did need it to drive the plot forward. So I get it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah. sure. But snobby Diane is like, no, not here. And John's like, well, come to my place. And she's like thinking about it. So they're kind of going back and forth a little bit. But she's like, oh, you know, it's supposed to be girls night. And she's like, okay, hold on. I'll be right back. I'll be Uh-oh. right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> so inside now, Trish is like trying to put a hot dog on Jeff's black eye. And they're all fucking <laughs> laughing and shit like that. Because she didn't okay, have that's kind of funny. And it was cute. Yeah. And um, Diane comes in and tells the girls that her and John are going to go for beer. Go get okay. some beer. Well, they are and 35. And like, yes. And they're like, oh, okay, sure, sure, sure. Go get some beer. So she goes back to the garage. It's super dark. She gets in the car and she goes and leans over to kiss him. His head falls off. Uh, What? I'm sorry. His head falls off. His head. Sorry. Went to kiss your cheek and your head fell off. How? I. But what? How? Who? By what mechanism was it no longer attached? Was there blood? Was he covered in blood? It was a bloody stub of a head fall. Yeah, for sure. Why did she not see the blood prior to the it kiss? It was very dark. Very dark, very dark. Like okay. she was just in okay. darkness, in black, basically. Wow, that must have been a shock. That must you have think, been a real right? shock. You know? I wouldn't love it. No, you go to kiss someone on the cheek and their head, their head fucking falls off? Falls off? I can't say I wouldn't blame myself. I'd be so confused. Not a great day. It's not a great day. No. Wow, poor Diane. Okay. All so, right. she screams, but at that sure. exact moment, the blender in the kitchen turns on because they're making strawberry daiquiris inside. Ah, uh, isn't that clever? So now Diane's like honking the horn and screaming, and she turns on the headlights. It's Canadian Tuxedo. Hey, buddy. He comes around to her door. So she actually climbs out the driver's side door. And she runs to the garage door to go into the house. But he catches up to her. And she just kind of like screams and backs up against the wall. Mm. And we just hear the drill. Okay. Back to Valerie and little sister. They're looking out the window because they kind of heard like like little sister was like, oh, I heard some honking and maybe some screaming. Um, But, you know, they must just be playing games or whatever. Sure. I mean, when you and I play Kim, we just scream and honk horns. Honk. Honk, honk. (laughs) Honk. Honk. Ah! Kim and I are just playing. We're just playing. Just playing. So the party now, they um, are handing out, they're back to the living room and they're hand, handing out the strawberry daiquiris. And one of the girls is like, that Barbie doll trick was gross though. And one of the boys is like, what Barbie doll? Ding dong. Uh, the oh. doorbell rings. And they're like, oh my gosh, pizza. Ooh, 
Oh, pizza. Ooh, pizza. Forgot about the pizza. So one of the boys goes to the door and he doesn't open it yet. He just calls through. He's like, what's the damage? And we just hear six from the other side. Six? Six dollars for a pizza? That's correct. Oh, man. Those were the good old days. Wow. Can you imagine getting a pizza for six dollars? <laughs> Catherine, that was one of the sweetest things I've ever heard you say in my entire life. Did you guys hear her voice? It sounded like she was doing doing a voice. That was just her. That was just her joy, her natural I joy. I don't she literally went, wow. Can you imagine getting a pizza for six dollars? <laughs> That's really wow. God, that's just that a beautiful. Just be, a, just be such a great day. Like you get a pizza for wow. s- and you're only six bucks out. Man. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's like the opposite day of when you go to kiss someone and their head falls off. I mean, I think that would fix it's the it. exact opposite. Honestly, if I can fix kiss head falls with six dollar pizzas, it's a wash for me. Wow. That's wow. great. <laughs> so this whole fucking time in the kitchen and stuff the girls have been talking about some fucking game that happened yesterday and who scored the points and they don't know blah 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 so kim and jackie decide to call coach to ask her so they kind of go to the other to the kitchen phone i think to call her okay um the boys and Trish are gathering cash together. A whole thing because they, they got to the, get six bucks together. They, yeah, all six of them. Bunch of crumpled ones pulling a them together. A dollar a piece. Wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow, you guys. <laughs> wow. So they open the door. Scream. Oh, no. Pizza boy is standing there with his eyes gouged out (gasps) oh my god and he just falls right in through the door did he smash the pizza i don't think so he definitely didn't actually the pizza's safe i'll tell you later well there's that they pull in the boys like immediately like pull in his legs and like close the door Hmm. coach now just hear like they had dropped the phone basically at this point and all she hears is like screaming on the other line and she's like sure. hello girls is this like a joke like what's going on and then the line goes dead oh dear because the girls call 911 i thought i made this a question for you but i'll just tell you I uh, uh, uh the, the, what do they do now they call 911 <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, the girls call 911 and they're like, there's been a murder. Like, send help. We're at 3664. The line goes dead. Oh, and we no. see outside Canadian Tuxedo cuts the entire phone line. Ah, shit. Wow. This is the interesting. Phone is dead. Also, didn't we learn that 911 hadn't been created until like 1995 or some shit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't even mention 911. They just call. Call the police. Okay. Someone. <laughs> okay. Got it. They just call. They just call. They just pick it's, up the phone and they clear. say 911. 
and that okay we don't it. know what that is yet so they actually just say there's been a murder they just pick there's up been a m- okay murder i don't know maybe they called zero operator Who knows? operator operator there's an emergency so wow. cut to now Ooh. wow <laughs> valerie on the phone with coach and coach is like you live next door smart did you hear anything like what's going on you know and she's like well little sister heard screaming but it's quiet now and coach basically asks her to like go take a look and valerie's basically like i mean i will but i'd rather not uh i'm gonna go ahead and tell you as someone who teaches children you don't send the children into the emergency i mean to be fair they're the same age so oh that's right they are the same age you know what withdrawn Coach agrees, though, that that's not a good idea. And she says, all right, you stay inside. I'll drive over and go look. Or just call the fucking police. Just call. (sighs) Just call. uh, 1-800-POLICE. Call. So little sister is like, I'll go look. She's like, I'd love to go over. Mm -hmm. And... At this point, Valerie's like, that's just because you have, like, your hair up and your makeup all done. Da, 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 da. And this and girl is high like, on dick. I know. She wants dick just as much as we do. She's like, uh, I haven't seen a single dick this entire movie. I don't understand. And I don't understand is, why there's been so many fucking tits and no dicks. And she is aware of the injustice and she just wants some dick. So she then says something snooty like. Valerie's pissed that she wasn't invited or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Back to the party. The. This has all happened. Pizza Boy's dead. The phone's dead. What is your plan and what is their plan? Uh, I'm going to call 1-800-POLICE, 1-800-FIREFIGHTER, 1-800, you know, snail mafia. Uh, I am going to call the authorities. There's a fucking murdered pizza boy in my house, no? I feel like you missed my question. What was it? I said, the pizza boy is dead. Yeah. The phone is dead. Oh, the phone is dead. That's right. What is your plan? Remember the entire scene we just talked about? There is no phone. Kim? Kim? I'm going to need you to back the attitude off (laughs) because I have had four white claws. Okay. We're all just trying to survive this quarantine. Okay. Wow. Wow. Ketford's having a tough time over there. Wow. Uh, Also, (laughs) I am going to go over to Valerie's house and use their phone and call 1-800-POLICE. 1-800-FIREFIGHTER. That's what I'm going to do. There's a fucking... But I'm going to grab a slice of pizza real quick first. Um, What are they going to do? I think they're going to try to go to Valerie's house too. Who do you think is going to Valerie's house? Uh, Actually, maybe Trish goes to Mr. C's house and that's where we learn that Mr. C is dead. That's what I'm going to do. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. 
But I I am going to Valerie's to call um, 1-800-POLICE and 1-800-FIREFIGHTER. Point for you. I feel like you missed my question. I did miss your question. (laughs) (laughs) Katrin's upset that she fucked up royally. I did. She didn't hear what I said multiple times over. I did. The at the party, the boys are like, "Okay, we need to turn up." (laughs) She's doing creepy eyes again. Okay, the boys are like, turn out the lights, close the curtains, and make sure everything is locked. So they all do all of that. And then the two boys are like, we need to do something to help the girls. And they're like, Val lives right next door. How about we split up? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Don't split up. And he says... One of us will make it, even if the other doesn't. Wow. That is fucking callous as shit. Damn. I mean, he is 35. He has seen some things. So. <laughs> I mean, they're, I, I don't know. That's kind of like they're sacrificing themselves. Basically. I, I hear, I hear you. I just think they should all go over. Like, there is nothing to be gained in this house of pizza murder. I agree. They should not split up. And snail murder. The boys are just singularly splitting up and going separately. Okay. So, they're actually, this is where I was like, definitely not Chad's. Like, they are sacrificing themselves. No, you know what? When you're right, you're right. For the team. When you're right, you're right. Which I thought was, you know. Yeah. They were very Uh, Tucker and Dale about it. Not smart. Not smart, no. No, no, Not no, a no. Sammy move, no. No, no, no. But no, 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 no. You know, t- nice. Again, we got to give credit where credit is due. So Trish is in the kitchen and pulls out a knife and gives it to Jeff. And Trish is like, maybe we should all still, like, maybe we should stay together. Like, she's a fucking Sammy. Hello. This fucking Trish bitch is for real. And Jeff is like, no, it's the right thing to do. Blah, blah, blah. No, you're a woman. Please be quiet. Exactly. And then we cross the line to something else. But right. Now the boys are at both doors. So Jeff is at the back door with Trish. Other guy is at the front door with Jackie and Kim. So Jeff and Trish. Jeff is, I mean, Trish is like, okay. We're at the back door, so you're going to need to go through the garage. So out by the pool area to the garage door and then go through the car part to Mr. C's house. Okay. He's home. She's like, that's the one thing I know for sure. Okay. At the front door, both girls kiss other guy. Okay. And they're all like, ready? And both boys run out the doors. All right. Jeff goes into the garage, goes to the 
car garage door. He's inside now. And okay. he's trying to unlock it. Okay. And he like it's like stuck. And we start to hear like wood kind of like creaking above him. Diane's body swings down from the roof, dead. No, 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 no. Which also felt very Tatum-y. Very Tatum-y. Very Tatum-y. Oh, man. Jeff screams. Drill! Drill. Through, I think, the door behind him and through his chest. What? Wow. This is a long and precise and powerful drill. It's got to get through telephone poles, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's a long-ass fucking drill. Okay. All right. So he's drilled through the chest and door. I believe. it. Definitely the, ch- the drill was coming from behind. Okay. I couldn't and quite it's, see. It's the 80s. We don't need more detail than that. The drill was coming from behind. Okay. That's all I know. <laughs> so Valerie is now home watching a horror movie little sister's upstairs but she's on the phone and other guy no doubt (laughs) seriously (laughs) other guy now has a knife and he runs to valerie's front door and he's like knocking and yelling Valerie, though, is like the back of her house and has doors shut there. It's like kind of like your paddock kind of thing. So it's like a a little porch area on the other side of the house for the most part with doors that shut it. So she's in that little room and has a horror movie on that's really loud. So can't hear it. So, yeah. And little sister's just upstairs having some conversation about she's like remember when trish told me about what or valerie told me about what french kissing is this fucking bitch oh my god she is the horniest little bitch i have ever seen the guy now is like screaming and pounding on the door and valerie kind of is like am i hearing a noise question mark you know um, Canadian Tuxedo is is coming now through the yard towards him. And, and he can see him? Yeah. Okay. But he's a slow-moving killer. Got it. And other guy's just freaking out. And he's like, open up, open up, open up. At this point, Val gets up because she's, like, not sure. So she's, like, goes – she goes towards the door. We see inside. Question number six, your other guy, you're on the porch, banging on the store. Canadian tuxedo is coming behind you. You have a knife. What do you do? What does he do? Question number six. And Canadian tuxedo just has his drill, yes? Yes. Always. Man, also the battery in that drill has really got some staying power. Uh... Let's see. Uh, he's got a knife. Is it like a butcher knife or like a pointy knife? Pointy knife. Uh, maybe he tries to pick the lock with the knife. And I am going to 
run to another neighbor's house. I'm just going to keep running down the street away from this motherfucker until a door opens uh, so I can call 1-800-POLICEMAN. I'm going to give half a point for you. Wow. Okay. Just because it's going to be tough to like get by. Like you're like at the door. He's coming towards. It's going to be a tough, tough squeeze to try to get by him to run by to somewhere else. Okay. So he's closer um, than I was picturing him being. Okay. So other guy goes on the attack. Good for you. He turns. And jumps on down at Canadian Tuxedo. Canadian t- Tuxedo, now they kind of start to fight, like, on the side by the bushes. So at that point, Val gets to her front door, looks out the window. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And they're struggling, but there's sounds from her horror movie inside, so she doesn't and really. she can't hear. Fuck. Yes. Dude. Wow. Okay. So they're fighting. She goes back to the movie. Uh, Canadian tuxedo bites other guy's hand and he drops the knife. Oh. At this point in the horror movie, there's a stab and then Canadian tuxedo stabs. And we kept cutting back and forth between horror movie, black and white horror movie and this. And it's like stab, 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 stab. Oh my. Other guy is dead. And then there's screaming from the horror movie inside. Oh, geez. Cut back to little sister who's like, and then the guy stuck a tongue, stuck his tongue in my mouth. And I was like, gross. What is happening with this little bitch? I don't know. I don't. I never have I been like, what is age? Here is what I'm going to need. Is age. I'm going to need a sequel to this movie where we cover the snail massacre and this (laughs) horny little bitch. That's what I'm going to need. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Canadian Tuxedo carries other guy through the yard and back into the garage next door. He opens up the car trunk full of bodies and he counts. One, two, three, four. Shit. Jeff who is now barely alive, is out crawling by the fucking pool. Oh, damn. Wow, this is very Scream-esque. Remember Mm -hmm. how her boyfriend was out by the pool? Yeah, okay. It's as if Scream was, like, inspired by other horror (laughs) movies. By other movies. It's crazy. So... The girls are now, three girls left are sitting in the living room, like back to back holding knives. And Jackie's like, I'm tired and I'm hungry. And the pizza guy is like dead on the ground in front of them. And they're like, maybe we should cover him up. So Kim like puts a blanket over him and she's like, (laughs) he's dead. All right. So cold. And Jackie's like, is the pizza though? And she grabs it and fucking grabs a piece of pizza. And she's like, I mean, life goes on after all, and eating makes me feel best when I feel bad. And then she eats the pizza, and she's like, see, I feel better already. Wow, this bitch is all of us. 
<laughs> she is the spirit beast of the quarantine. For and that's sure. how I felt, too. I was like, wow, savage. But also, you're not wrong. It's not disrespectful to the pizza boy to eat the pizza. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, she basically ate pizza off a dead body for the most. She did. Yeah, that's what she hey, did. One must do what one must do. That's what I'm saying. It was I'm savage. And, yeah, also, and I also, I just feel like it's disrespectful to the people that made the pizza. Better. Yeah. Pizza is my life source right now. Yeah. Jeff is now at the back door to the kitchen on the ground, like dying. Like he's just like, <laughs> the girls hear a noise. And so they go in the dark together with their knives to the back, like to the kitchen. And they stop and they see a shadow kind of like moving underneath the door. And Jeff is like kind of whimpering and stuff. And now we see a POV walking towards him outside. Oh, no. The girls, though, all they're, all they're hearing is like little noises, but they don't really know what. And they see a little bit of a shadow. And they're like, what if it's fucking polo shirt? Question seven. What do they do? What do you do? So, sorry. Break it down for me. Like what they are, what their perspective is that they are seeing. They are in the dark kitchen holding knives because they heard a noise at the back door. And under the back door, they've seen some shadows moving. Well, I'm going to go away from that door. I'm going to go to the front fucking door, but very quietly. Uh... And I would hope that that's what they do as well, hand in hand. No, no, no. Maybe they open the door. I'm going to go towards the front door. They open the door to be like, is it polo shirt? Point for you. Okay. Jackie says, we better open the door. And Trish is like, no. Outside, the POV is getting closer and closer to Jeff. Jeff sees and he's like, no. And then it's drill. Drill. And we just have like a shadow of the drill to the head. And at this point, blood seeps in through the door. And the girls scream and run upstairs. Uh, Don't go upstairs. Don't go upstairs. Also, a big thing from Scream. Yeah, it's true. They must have watched this movie. So, cut to coach driving. She's on her way. Back to Valerie. Little sister has a phone call. So, she's calling her. There's no answer. She's like, little sister, little sister. She looks out the window. Little sister is walking towards the party house. Ah, shit. So, Valerie follows her. Little sister gets to the front door and holds up her knocking hand, but here's Valerie behind her, so she, like, goes and hides. <laughs> holds up her knocking hand. Ah. I'm just picturing did. someone who, like, loses their hand in a really tragic way, and they're like, he lost his knocking hand. 
wow how am I gonna knock on doors now <laughs> and it's like he's in physical therapy trying to knock on the door with his other <laughs> his hand like other trying hand. to learn how to do it <laughs> so Valerie goes to the door and her knocking hand works she uses sure. it and she's sure. like Trish and she rings the doorbell no answer the killer is hiding in the bushes watching of course he is the party girls are up in the bedroom and they hear Valerie knocking and ringing the doorbell. Question number eight, what do they do? What do you do? Um, I think they are going to go down and look through the peephole. Uh, I am not, but I'm also not going to stay upstairs. That's not a good idea. Where am I going to go? Um, no, maybe I'll, may, I'm already upstairs. I shouldn't have gone up there. I'm going to hide in some really obscure place upstairs. I'm not going to go anywhere. But I think they go to see who's at the front door. Double ding. Yeah! I feel you. I mean, you're not, you're already in the not best place, but uh, I don't know where else to go right now. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I wouldn't have gone upstairs anyway. So it's tough. So. Jackie wants to let her in, so she runs downstairs, doesn't have her knife with her. She nope. opens the door. Drill! Of course. Of course. Right. Slits her throat. Yeah. <clears throat> of course. The other girls had, like, started to come downstairs, like, after her, so they see that and run back upstairs into the bedroom and they like blockade the door with some dressers and shit. Valerie is now outside at the back door, now knocking on the back kitchen door, which is exactly where Jeff just died. Just died. And so there's definitely like a pool of blood right there. And it looks like she's like sees it and is like about to touch it. And then little sister comes from behind and grabs her. Okay. Okay. And, um, Little sister's like, let's go home. Nothing's happening here. But Jeff's not there. Like, no, 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 no. Because his body got dragged. Or no, we assume nothing's there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He se- he seems to be gathering the bodies together. So she wants to go home. Valerie's like, yeah, but it's weird because there's no answer at the door and the house is dark. And little sister's like, maybe they're just not home. I probably would have thought it was more weird that there was like a pool of blood by the door, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, this, I guess since she didn't do the touch test that maybe it could be oil or something like it's dark. Right. I feel like I'm someone who could identify blood quickly. Am I? Well, Valerie can't. No, she can't. Either way. Question nine what does she do and what do you do? What does Valerie do? Valerie. 
yo, I'm going to go back to my house where my phone fucking works and I'm going to call the police. What does she do? She goes around to the front and sees Drillhead. The end. Sees what? She goes around to the front. That's a double ding. I don't know how you got that. Why? Because I'm a fucking genius is why I got it. I need you to be less surprised that I'm a fucking genius. (laughs) Because she was just at the front. Yeah. Well, maybe we're both drunk on... Honestly, maybe we're both drunk on White Claw because I forgot she was at the front before. That's what I assumed. I was like, fuck, I feel like she forgets that she was just at the fucking front and now she's getting this right. (laughs) I did. White Claw for the win. So Valerie's like, stay here. I'm going to go around front one more time. I know. And then thunder and lightning hit. (gasps) Of course it did. Foreboding. So little sister stands right in front of the outside garage door. Just the the regular person-sized door. Right. Not car-sized door. Valerie is back on the front porch. She knocks again, and she opens the door, and she's like, Trish? Now she's inside the house, and she's like, hello? And she's looking around, Trish? The girls are now upstairs so we have kim and and trish are left then kim says that's valerie we have to answer question 10 what do they do what do you do i'm not going to answer because the longer i don't answer the more likely valerie is to go home and call the police uh I think they go answer. It seems like they're being picked off one by one by drill man. Point for you. Okay. Trish is like, remember last time we need to stay right here. Oh, oh, okay. She's like, and then Trish says, if she's here with help, they'll find us. And Kim's like, but if she's here alone, maybe that guy will find her. And Trish says, maybe they're friends. What? And they look at each other. Wait, what? I know. I was like, come again? There is a bit of. Did I miss something? Do we have any reason to believe that she's friends with Canadian Tuxedo? I'll let you know the moment I realized what their logic was. Because I actually watched this twice. And the first time, I never even got it. The second time when I was taking notes, I was like, oh, that's why they think that. But I literally was like, the fuck? Valerie now goes out the back door to where little sister was waiting for her. No one's there. She starts calling for her. Back upstairs, the girls don't hear Valerie anymore. And they're like, oh, fuck, she didn't bring help. So they're sitting together with holding their knives and um, the window is open behind them. And they're like, maybe she's dead or maybe she's with that guy. 
And now we see a drill poking in through the window. Okay. And they're like kind of an extreme reaction to not being invited to the party, wouldn't you say? What girl, your party? <laughs> yes, I would say. I would say, which is why it's weird that you even consider that. Yeah, that is your it's not that great of a party. <laughs> Now we see Canadian Tuxedo climbing in the window behind them and they talk about she called down Jackie and that was horrible. I can't stop thinking about it. So basically what happened was Valerie knocked on the door and was calling for them. Jackie went down, opened the door, fucking drill man is there and kills her immediately. Okay, so that's why that's they think their logic. Okay, okay. And I was like, I hear, I hear that. Fair. Yeah, that is fair. Now Canadian Tuxedo is creeping up behind them, and they're like, maybe went, maybe Diane went to get help, and they hear a creak behind them. They both slowly turn and scream, and they run to the door. But the door's all blockaded. One of them leaves their fucking knife on the ground. They run now to the other side of the room. And Kim starts just like throwing shit at him. Like little trinkets and everything and glass things. She throws, misses. It hits the mirror. He swings the drill at her and misses. Trish hits him with a baseball bat. And this feels all very slow in 80s. You know how it's just like you just see a movement and then it's like... Then you just see the other person, yeah. Where everyone is like yeah. waiting for the next move. Yes, Every, like yes. standing perfectly still until the next move happens. Yeah, like no one's trying to actually get away from the other. They're all just like, "I'm gonna do this now, and I'm right. gonna do this now, and then I'm gonna stand here and scream." Are we just so like Trish- never seeing Canadian Tuxedo's face? No, we see it all the time. We do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He's just like a normal looking dude. Just a, tu- Nothing. Uh, just a Canadian tuxedo looking dude. Okay. All just right. a dude who'd wear a Canadian tuxedo. That's what I actually thought was interesting. Like there's, there's, this is no like Michael Myers situation or. There's no like Scooby-Doo reveal. We've seen him the just, whole time. Just okay. a dude in a Canadian tuxedo. All right. Great. That's it. Yeah. So he falls on the ground unconscious. Question 11. What do you do? What do they do? Drill falls on the ground unconscious. Yes. I am running out of the house. I am jumping over his body, grabbing a slice of pizza, running out the door, calling the police. Like, I'm out of here. What do they do? What could they do other than that? They have to do that. Uh, otherwise, I don't. I don't know. They, yeah. I let's do that hand in hand. That's gonna be one and a half points. Okay. I'm docking you half a point. Why? Because I didn't drill his head. You know our rule. The number. What's the number one rule of survival? <sighs> Stab forever. Stab forever. I'm sorry. You know what, Kim? I would like to donate my half point. 
and I would like to apologize to you and to all of our Sammies. I'm so sorry. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I know you've had a lot of white claws, but... Yeah. That's no excuse. When the killer goes down, you don't jump over his body. You stab fucking forever, girl. You're right. I... You're better I than forfeit this. my I forfeit my half point and I'm and I'm so sorry to you. I, I accept your apology. I, I, I know that you're learning from this moment and um, Thank you. It'll never happen again. Just I, I just I just want you to stay alive. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> the girls do jump over his body and they start to unbarricade the door. But at this moment, of course, he opens his fucking eyes. Because they didn't stop forever. I hear they you. They didn't even try. Yeah. And he's got some fucking crazy eyes. And he picks up the knife that just happens to be on the ground right next to his hand. Sure. And as the girls are, like, trying to get out quickly but not quickly because no one's actually moving ever. Has right. to have been so weird to have been an actor in any of these movies. Because you're never... It's like you're always trying to get away and yet you're never moving the whole time. Yeah. It's fascinating. And it actually makes me think that like maybe I personally have been a little harsh with like the acting of certain 80s movies in the sense that it's like what if a director told me to just stand up against a wall when I could easily run away but be scared? You know what I mean? Like that's Of course. Different. Yeah, no they're meant to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's confusing. So Kim at this point turns around and he stabs her right in the gut. No, 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 no. Kim. No, my baby. But Trish gets out of the room. Val is now outside by the pool. Some more thunder and lightning. She's looking for little sister. Canadian Tuxedo is creeping around the house looking for Trish. Sure. She looks in the bathroom. He has a weird moment of seeing himself in the mirror with blood on himself. Okay. Looks concerned, question mark. I don't know. Now the shower curtain behind him is closed. It's not clear. Not see-through. Okay. Opens it up. No Trish. Just bras and panties. Oh, sure. Of course. Val, again, outside looking for little sister. And she sees kind of like in the bushes, we see little sister like laying on the ground. We can kind of see just like her legs, basically like her. She had like bright red shorts on. Okay. And Valerie's like, little sister. And at that moment, little sister sits up like a zombie and laughs. And Val's what like, an asshole. come on. This She's girl like, no is one's home. Unwell. This girl is unwell. <laughs> I mean, it has to be confusing to be a 29 year old preteen. It's, you're right it's a confusing life to live i don't you're right i don't know i don't know you're right. yeah how to behave it's it's am i 10 am i 30 i'm not sure you're right it's confusing right. again i'm being too judgmental <laughs> val's like come on there's no one here let's lock up the house and go home what Shit. She's going to lock Just up go their home. house. Yes. Also, Just how home, are you going to lock it from the outside? I you don't, don't have a key? know. I don't this know. Bitch. I'm like, just go home. Wow. Just, 
just leave. Don't lock up the house and then go home. Yeah, just go home. (sighs) You know, I guess it's what neighbors did in the 80s. I don't know. Just real neighborly. Yeah. Canadian Tuxedo is now creeping around, looking under a bed. He opens a closet. He looks around in the closet through all the clothes. Nothing's there. He walks away. We see a zip-up hangy portion thing, but one of those big square boxy ones that are big, a hand kind of touches the inside of it. Oh, my. Now, back to Val and little sister. They're in the kitchen. Not their kitchen. The party house kitchen. What in the living fuck are they doing? I, I don't, I don't understand. And they, um, the, uh, they're like, oh, the party must have gone somewhere else, blah, blah, blah. And little sister like picks up a beer bottle and she's like, well, let's get something and like, let's like get something out of this. Let's raid the fridge. So she's standing looking at Val and like kind of like behind her opening the fridge, like just to the side of her a little bit. So she opens the fridge, but she continues looking at Val and we see inside the fridge is Kim's body. (gasps) Wow. That's a huge fridge. I know. I was like, wow, he must've really taken out all the, the little levels. Yeah. Levels. That's I got what you. I said the shelves. Val is like, I don't know. Something gives me the creeps. So little sister closes the fridge and she's like, you're never any fun. Oh Just one God, little is... beer. Oh and she opens the fridge again without looking. We see Kim's body again. And Valerie's like, you're underage. It's a negative. Let's go. And she's like, she no, closes... I'm not. And she closes the fridge again and Valerie starts to leave towards the front door and little sister goes to the fridge now and fully opens it and Kim's body falls out. Little sister screams and she runs to the front door. Valerie is like, what is it? They basically like bump into each other and switch places. So little sister keeps running to the front door. Valerie has to like run to the kitchen to see what she screamed at. Right. She sees Kim's dead body. And okay. she screams Okay, and starts to run back towards the front. But before she gets there, the stairway is right there. And she sees a shadow of a drill coming down and hears someone coming down the steps. Oh, so no. she's like, little sister, run. And Valerie just goes into the door next to her, which is the basement. Okay. Canadian Tuxedo is coming downstairs and he goes to the front door and closes it. And starts looking around the living room. The couch, he's like walking by it. And it's like has one of those horrible floral covers on it with hanging down the bottom too, you know? Oh, of course. And so we see under the couch is little sister hiding. (gasps) Okay. And I was you like, girl, just run, out, just the run out the fucking door. Just run out the door. Why is everyone hiding in this house? Just run out the door. She's got dick just on the brain. Just run out the door. She does have dick on the I feel you, girl. It's, yeah. We've been waiting for it. Yeah. Fucking all movie. Canadian Tuxedo puts down the drill, and he drags the pizza boy body and opens the door to the basement and throws pizza boy down the basement steps 
Oh, poor guy. Valerie's like hiding under the stairs. So Canadian Tuxedo now takes a blanket that had been covering up Pizza Boy and he lays down in the living room under, with his drill underneath the blanket and is pretty much laying directly next to little sister who's under the couch. Got it. Thunder and lightning. Now, Trish upstairs pokes her head out of that clothing, clothing thing hanging up in the closet. At this point, there's a knock on the front door outside. It's Coach. She Aww. comes in and she's yelling for the girls. And she sees this person-sized shape under this blanket. And so she slowly kneels down, lifts the blanket, and sees his crazy eyes and screams. Canadian Tuxedo gets up and comes at her with the drill. She grabs a fire poker, and they're now just in dueling position. Dueling fire poker position. and drill. Yeah. Valerie downstairs is looking at tools distraught and picks up a uh, hundred different tools and finally finds a table saw. And is like, <laughs> and Kay. she now is like, yes. And she runs across the entire basement up the steps and at the front door, the cord stops and pulls her back down. Well, of course it fucking does. Maybe the electric drill plugged into an extension cord wasn't the best choice for a tool Idiot. as a weapon. Idiot. Wasn't the best tool. No. So Coach and um, Canadian Tuxedo are still in a dueling face-off. And she's just kind of slowly backing up from him. And he's slowly kind of moving towards her right next to the couch. Question 12. What does little sister do and what do you do? She trips him. We do it hand in hand. Was that two? I'm give you two points. Yes. Okay. Um, little sister puts her foot out and trips him. At this point, coach hits him and he falls on the ground or he's on the ground. So she hits him again and again and again. And then out of nowhere, Trish runs in with her knife and she's like, ah, and stabs him one Thank time. You. But then when she pulls the knife out, it's all bloody. And then she gets like full barbler, like can't handle it. Oh, and my God. Coach, Coach has to like drag her away as she's all like, ah, ah, ah. Canadian Tuxedo now gets up and slow-mo kind of. I can't tell if it was slow-mo or just 80s. And he's kind of yelling. And he swings the drill, and it slices Coach in the gut. Oh, no, Coach. Valerie downstairs sees a machete on the wall. There you go. You don't need to plug in a machete. You don't need to plug in a machete. Nope. She grabs it. She grabs it. Canadian Tuxedo stands and smiles over Trish with, like, some crazy eyes. And then he speaks. What's and he, he say? says, you're pretty. Okay. All of you are very pretty. And Trish is like, please don't do this. And he says, I love you. No, you don't. And Trish is like, please don't do this. And Canadian Tuxedo says, takes a lot of love for a person to do this. Catch in space. <laughs> Trish is like, 
go away. And Canadian Tuxedo says, you know you want it. You love it. Mm-mm. Yes. Mm-mm. And Trisha's shaking her head. And she's like, no, why? No. I, I don't even know you. And at that moment, Val runs upstairs with the machete and runs at him all swinging it around. <laughs> and she swings a full swing and he ducks and she hits a lamp and then he runs out back through the kitchen. Question 13. What does she do? What do you do? He runs out. He runs away. I'm going to go. Call, I'm going to call the police. I'm never going to stop calling the police. Oh, but her sister. No. Where's her sister? Under the couch. Oh, right. right, right. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to call the police. Um, does she run after him with a machete? That's my answer. Val chases him out by the pool, more thunder and lightning. And they are now in dual position with drill and machete. And he's dangerously close to the pool's edge. And Val's like a fucking tough ass bitch right now. And he holds out the drill and she fucking swings the machete and cuts the drill in half. Cuts the drill in half. Yeah. Wow. And then that is an intense machete. Fuck yeah. Machetes are no fucking joke. I guess not. No joke. I got to say, I got to say, I think machetes and chainsaws are the best survival tools. Maybe I I'm going to invest in a machete. In the years of us surviving horror movies. Although, remember, I told you, I'm sure I've said this on the, I feel like I've said this on the podcast, but like my, one of my older brothers one time almost cut his toe off when he was a teenager because he had a machete lying around his room, like under a bunch of laundry. Yeah. 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 Fucking idiot. I, that's, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not a children's toy, but, uh, it's not a lay around your messy room tool. That's for sure, because then you right. cut your toe off. <laughs> so he now um, looks at, like, the half drill, and then she swings again and again, and he screams. She chopped his fucking hand off. His nice. hand falls to the fucking ground. His knocking hand. Uh-huh. He freaks out, and he's like, I'll kill you. And she screams. And he holds up his choking hand. Choking hand. In choke form. And says, I'll kill you. She swings and slices his gut. He falls into the pool. And then it's all bloody in the pool. Trish drops the machete and kneels staring out at him. Little sister runs out and they hug. And then at the pool's edge, we see a bloody stump and a hand pop up out of the water. Are you kidding he's, me? He's climbing out. The girls are having their moment of love. They don't see it. Roar! CT Canadian Tuxedo <laughs> runs at them. They separate. 
Now all three of them are on the ground with him in the middle. Val's trying to reach for the machete, but he starts one hand choking her. He's like on top of her now. Little sister tries to jump on him. He throws her off. She tries to jump on him again. He backhands her with his only hand, and then he backhands Val. And then Trish comes out of the house with the yes, knife. Just screaming. And then he pushes her away. And Val grabs the machete on the ground and just holds it as he dives at her and lands right on the machete. Right Fuck. through the gut. King, finally. Trish and little sister scream. Canadian tuxedo dies on Val. She rolls him off. She's fucking crying. Trish is crying. Little sister is staring with glassy eyes and blood on her face. Back to Val, who's just crying as we hear sirens in the distance. Thank God. Jesus Christ. 1-800-POLICE. The end. Wow, 80s movies really don't need, like, any sort of moral or ethos to their killers, do they? Nah, he just wanted to kill. Yeah, he just wanted to kill. Wow. Wow. Just wanted to slash it the fuck up. These bitches were more real than than any 80s bitches we've seen in a while, though, so I'll give them that. Like, they did a good job. Like, they weren't complete and utter idiots 100% of the time. They weren't complete and utter idiots. Yeah. And they, like, win and they attacked. And yeah. I gave her points for fucking going after him. She was, like, getting after it. Yeah. What are my points? Hi, Sammies. So, we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live stream, polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Okay. How'd I do? Your first dead or alive, you got 7 out of 12. Okay. Your second dead or alive, you got nine out of 12. Take the second one. I don't even remember what I said. I gave you the second one because out of your questions, I did. <laughs> out of 26, you got 18, which eh. isn't bad. No. But out of 38, you got 27 points. That's not terrible. Pretty good. It's not terrible. Yeah. So you got 25, beginning- 25 to 27 points out of yeah. 38. Yeah, and I was also, like, answering, in the beginning, I was answering as 80s people normally act in films, and they were smarter than I was giving them credit for. So, I'm happy with this score. So, here's some interesting facts. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. This was written by a woman and directed by a woman. Two different women. I feel that. I feel that. I mean, there's so, a lot of boobs, but I feel like that was exactly. Probably I actually was shocked to hear that because watching it, it felt very 
booby male gaze i feel like that's probably the executive producers that are like you got to give the people what they want kind of thing because the women were actually like had a fair amount of agency well girl you know hollywood so amy holden jones um is the director and she's not very sympathetic to people who complain that she's a sellout to her gender as a woman who produced an exploitation flick with a lot of naked girls in it that's what roger corman the producer wanted and that's how it's done you give the studio what they want nobody complains that scorsese jonathan demi and ron howard made exploitation pictures but when a woman woman tries she gets called a hypocrite and a turncoat that's bs it should be noted that Holden Jones has parlayed this into a successful film career producing such hits as Mystic Pizza and The Getaway. Fuck yes, bitch. You stand up for yourself. I, f- like, I love that she's like, fuck all of you. Fuck all of you. I got paid. Fuck you. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I have mixed feelings about it because part of me is like, stand up for your fucking gender. But it was the early 80s. She kind of had to be like, look, I need to fucking do this to have this fucking job. And there's even quotes from like the actresses saying the same thing. They're like, that's just the way it was. Like, if you wanted to get a role, you had to fucking show your tits. And Um, that's kind of the part that I'm seeing is like the for the time that it was, she did what she had to do and got paid. Um, So I mean, it would have been nice if she threw a dick in there just just to be like, I'm a strong, independent woman. But yeah, I mean, just throw us a dick. Throw us you. a dick. So yeah. um, that I thought was interesting. And um, the other thing is the writer is Rita Mae Brown. She is really known as like a writer and a feminist and things like that. Um, she wrote a screenplay for a parody of teen slash slasher flicks and titled it Sleepless Nights. However, when she submitted it to the producers, they filmed it as if it weren't a parody and retitled it Slumber Party Massacre. Wow. As a result, the movie displays a lot more humor, both intended and unintended, than others of this genre. Wow. Interesting. So that was written as a fucking parody. Isn't that funny? That is hilarious. That is fascinating. Like to to film a parody script as a full on serious movie is just interesting. Like that's this is what it turns out to be, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Good job. I do feel like that moment of um, when he finally talks, it definitely felt a little... um, to me, it reminded me of like domestic violence and rape even a little bit too, where he's like, you want it. You know, you want it. I love you. I love you. It takes so much love to do this, you know? And, and, it, like, and, it, and he wasn't saying it in those like way, like he was being like, I'm a crazy eyed person or whatever. But like the words were very much that thing. Like it struck me, I will say. It also it was like a goofy 80s movie. And it also feels like something that only, not only, but women would have an easier time that understanding how terrifying those words were in that context. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. That a woman wrote it. Well, we'll get out of here real quick. This is Kim and Cut stay live. Follow us on all the things. KK Sam podcast. Uh, do come to hang out with us on Patreon. We're doing all kinds of shit and, uh, we love you. 
we have merch and um, please rate review and subscribe uh, thank you so much to our patrons uh, who picked this movie. It was a delight, um, and I had a wonderful time. I hope you enjoyed it. And um, this has been Kim and Kat's Stay Alive. Maybe. So, so until, until next, week. next week, stay, stay alive. alive. Wow. Ghosted me. I'm, I'm done. done. <laughs>